For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts. All of the papers um, have been dominated online since about, uh, you know, six, seven o'clock last night and uh, in print this morning, dominated by the very same story, the ongoing investigation, an investigation that really has been open since 1984. And that, of course, has the... uh, Kerry Baby's name to it, as always. Man and woman arrested is the front page, or pair, pair held on suspicion of murder, the front page of this morning's uh, Daily Star. The red tops of um, the Irish Mirror this morning, Kerry Baby's murder arrests, man and woman held over tot killing. The star this morning, murder arrests in Kerry Baby's probe, man in his 60s, woman in her 50s held over the 1984 killing. Um, the Independent this morning, sorry, my apologies, Barry Roach and the Irish Times, two held on suspicion of murder in Kerry Baby's case. And the Independent this morning with Ralph Regal, man and woman arrested on suspicion of murder of Kerry Baby's case 40 years ago, following a major DNA Breakthrough, And it is fair to say that developments, of course, over the years in forensic investigation um, has shown this significant development. Um, you know, forensic sciences obviously played a huge part uh, in, uh, in, in leading to where we find ourselves at right now. I will come back to this story in a few minutes' time with Barry Roach from the Irish Times. Um, but it's really revisited in lots of detail in the papers this morning. Uh, and the Irish Mirror actually, of course, put a name to the little baby, Baby John. Man and woman arrested over Baby John murder. And of course, it, this is a, a story that for decades and decades has featured, um, you know, and involved one family that had no involvement in the death and the killing of Baby John. And that, of course, is Joanne Hayes and her family down in uh, Abidorney. So more on that in a, a few minutes' time. In other stories making the news and staying on Lee's side, it's a story we've touched on in the past ourselves. We've even speaking, uh, spoken, I should say, to Willie O'Brien, the owner of the spa on McCurtain Street. Great guy, um, or a great guy, but Liz Dunphy has a story regarding Cork workers in general who are having a tough old time of it because they're being punched, they're being name-called, they're being spat at, they're being threatened. I've spoken to people in the past who have said they've been told they'll be followed home. A lot of it has to do, of course, with antisocial behaviour, but really it's about stealing and it's about theft and it's about trying to get things for nothing. So much so that uh, shop workers now are behind Perspex barriers, which were erected during the pandemic and have been left up since to protect staff from violence. Uh, and Willie O'Brien talks about it in quite detail in the examiner this morning. Now, Willie used to put up photos of people caught shoplifting and it absolutely cleared them. Um, but it's back again now, worse than ever, uh, shoplifting and theft. In fact, Kevin O'Hurley from the Cork Business Association, he's got a thriving central business. Uh, he's got seven of them across Cork. He said shoplifting and antisocial behaviour is now a major, major problem. It always was, but it's worse now than ever. And you'll see that if you go into town. A lot of it is drug-related, addiction-related, trying to rob things to pay for the next fix. And that's why it's important to mention the headline in the Echo today, The Dark Side of Cocaine. They talked to John Sheehan, who owns the Bridge Surgery in Blackpool. Extensive uh, reports in the Echo Front and Inside Pages. Because, of course, the uh, upside to cocaine... If there is one, is that, you know, um, you're like, you're, you're elated. You're on a high. You're full of energy. It's a fabulous buzz. 
by all accounts. The downside, of course, is addiction and depression. And when it all comes crashing down, you become highly dependent on it. And of course, the health risks involve all sorts of problems psychologically, uh, but also heart attacks and strokes. So it's an interesting article in the in the Echo today. But uh, you know, we're, we're not we're not alone, as in Cork City, uh, with a lot of uh, behaviour that is questionable. Same kind of carry on above in Dublin. There's an interesting one uh, making the red tops today. Not quite sure which one it is. It could well be the Mirror, where they talk about Temple Bar. Um, it's just going from bad to worse by all accounts. Even the um, owners of businesses and restaurants and takeouts are just fed up of the carry on and the constant calling of Gardaí at Temple Bar. They call it a serious no-go area. With all of the parking fines in Cork City, you'd think that it is a no-go area in, area in itself. I don't know. I don't know, is it that 30% more people are breaking the law with regards to traffic offences or that those involved in finding them are just getting better at their job? But fines are up 30% to just under 51,000 um, up to February, in the you know a calendar year to February, if you like, twelve months. And Patrick Street's the worst place for um, you know offences regarding traffic offences. I suppose that has to do as well with the Panaban. And then after that, you got the South Mall and places like that. And then Connacht Avenue off Donovan's Road, Grand Parade, Corn Market Street. All these people taking a chance, I suppose. And if you are a fan of IKEA. Hold the back page, um, or is it the front page? <laughs> They're going to open in Douglas, but it's going to be very small. It's not going to be a huge, big, sprawling, massive, big warehouse. Kind of it's going to be quite small, but at least it's IKEA on the south side. The Swedish furniture and homeware giant are opening in the Douglas Village Shopping Centre. They got a unit there. It could be open within weeks. You'll be able to go in and order things like kitchens and wardrobes and stuff like that from IKEA. We're going to open a, a small little outlet in Douglas. There was a lot of talk that they were opening a ginormous, huge, big hangar of thing somewhere down around East Cork as to whether that's going to happen or not. I don't know. Uh, but one big development then in the world of sports makes the papers today. It's a, a story in the Mail where they say the transgender women, this would be women born male but changing sex to transgender and to identify as women, they've now been banned from competing in female categories at international athletics events. The call was made yesterday by World uh, Athletics. It's about just trying to be fair. I mean, you've got to be inclusive. I understand all of that in the world we live in. But you've got to be fair to all of those that are competing. And, you know, we have the eviction ban being lifted now in a matter of days. There was an interesting development in that because um, everybody got to, you know, say their speak or their spake in the doll uh, over the past couple of days. But there was one particular independent TT, Verona Murphy, who was fighting back tears. She was warning that she will bring a homeless child to the doll if the government don't take action. And she says, because... If I have one homeless child in Wexford, one child that isn't accommodated, I'll be bringing it here and I will be sitting the child in the Cown Corla's lap. That's what she said. I know I have audio for that there. It's not terribly long, but this is exactly what she said. And I guess she was addressing the Cown Corla. And it's time we all stopped the, the BS. I won't say it now, Cown Corla, but it's a time when we should be pulling together. Because if I have one homeless child in Wexford, one child that isn't accommodated, I'll be bringing it here and it'll be sitting in the Cown Corla's lap. And I want an answer in relation to why your housing minister would insult my intelligence and that of the developers who are trying to help you. 
In other news then, of course, you've got a story making all of the red tops and this is the amount of complaints that have been made by members of the public against this GAA legend who's accused of the fake cancer fraud. At this stage now, they're putting the figure at 2 million. As to whether that will continue to climb or not, I don't know. But Gardaí certainly have been in contact with a lot of people who um, alleged to have been caught by the GAA legend. So that story is is ongoing. But there is a bizarre story in the this morning's Irish Times. You know the financial services and pensions ombudsman? They get thousands of thousands of complaints every single year. And if you ever think you've been hard done by with regards to a pension or indeed your bank or any kind of financial transaction, they can intervene on your behalf. And in one case, they had to intervene on behalf of a woman whose house was put on sale behind her back by the bank and she never knew about it. I mean, think about that. Think about those kind of extremes. But the ombudsman got involved in that, or the office of the ombudsman, and they got it stopped and got her compensation of €120,000 after the bank placed a house in the market without notifying the owner, the cheek of him. The paper's also this morning talking about the cheek of it. Do you see anybody seen that video of the young traveller child smoking fags during a boozy sing-song in a kitchen, causing outrage because the... Um, all of this has been released online, the video footage of the, the, the young traveller uh, child um, singing away, apparently, I'm told, to a Dolly Parton song and smoking fags at the same time at a boozy party. That's the online world. You, you see everything in there, I suppose. And if you are interested in getting married and just think that the price of a new bride's br- bridal dress is too high, don't worry about it. It's all fine now to buy a pre-loved dress. They're in. The cost of living has made them very acceptable. So you could say, brides say yes to the pre-loved dress, I suppose. It's a great story making the mail today. While at the same time, in other matters relating to love, Professor Luke O'Neill is saying that scientists in Japan have figured out a way for two males to have a baby two men and it won't be too long before that's going to be possible maybe in the next 10 years because they've tried it out and tried it out on two male mice and it's worked I won't go into the details of how they did it it's a bit too technical and a bit too scientific but they're both male mice so if it can happen with two male mice then it can happen with two male men I guess and you know with the changing world we live in where you go on holidays and there's always a bit of a gamble and a bit of uh, risk involved that the photograph doesn't live up to the hotel or the beach really isn't just 100 metres from the hotel or the food and the photographs of it actually don't actually represent the swill that you actually get to eat when you get there. That will all change and is changing because you could be having a hologram holiday before you go on the real holiday. You could put on the hologram, you could put on the goggles or whatever, you're in the hologram, you're actually at the holiday, you're in the hotel, you're walking on the beach, you can trial it out. So then you could have a test drive of the holiday before you actually go. I mean, it's incredible what's coming down the track. Not just that, actually, but there's also talk of a 3D food printer, which means the end of disappointing dining when you're on holidays, because guests can create whatever they want at the buffet. Um, it's a bit above my pay grade to work out how that would actually happen but I like the idea of the hologram of the holiday before you go and there's a lot of foodie related stories making the papers today Nigella Lawson I love fish fingers nothing better than fish fingers with uh, crusty bread butter and ketchup I absolutely adore them as a sandwich she's putting fish fingers into her curry so she's got a fish finger curry I'm not so sure about that I would think that the fish finger would break up and kind of fall apart and the coating would fall off it, but you never know until you try. And apparently there's a young chef now has put together an Easter Friday like no other. It weighs in, I don't know what it weighs in with regards to uh, ounces or, you know, that kind of thing, but it's coming in at 4,000 calories. And he's made it inside a hot cross bun. 
it's a, it's a, it's like a breakfast roll, but it's a breakfast roll with a difference because the amount of stuff in it. I mean, we might share this online. It comes in at four thousand and sixteen calories. Bear in mind now that the average recommended calorie for a man is somewhere about you know between uh, twenty two hundred and twenty three hundred, and for a woman, two th- maybe two thousand. But this one is for over four thousand. So it's got uh, it's an artery blocking bonanza. Four uh, toppling towers of sausage patties. Bacon, black pudding, fried eggs, doused in a smattering of baked beans. I mean, you'd make it yourself at home, but would you be bothered? You'd have to lie down for a couple of weeks. And I love this story, just finally, from yesterday's Telegraph, and I will read it as it is. A barrister who claimed that a colleague asked him to stop breaking wind and that violated his dignity, has won £135,000 compensation from the Crown Prosecution Service. He worked for the Crown Prosecution Service. Um, Originally, he put in a disability claim, discrimination claim, because he said it was a disability, his flatulence, his passing wind, his farting, if you like. Um, But then he went on and took a claim for further compensation against the CPS, his employers. Um, and he won that one and it got 135,000 euro competition because his employers accepted the crime pr- prosecution service in the UK, accepted that it had not treated him fairly, that they had treated him unfairly by not allowing him to work from home two days a week and also to leave work at four o'clock to help, his man- to help him manage his condition of flatulence. So he should have been allowed to work from home because he flatulated an awful lot. But the actual original claim that he took against them was about an employee pal of his who was given out about his fartings. <laughs> I'd be goosed. Quite. I'd be absolutely goosed. You hear me in the office. I'm going all the time. I can't. <laughs> so, really? Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah like, Jesus. What? Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, news yeah. to me. Ah, oh, yeah. You'd have to, you'd have to have me working from home now a couple of days a week. Oh, you're you, making you know? this <laughs> up. I mean, isn't it, silent but deadly. Isn't, isn't it amazing though what you could win if you put your mind to it? Well, I think 125 grand because you weren't allowed to go home a few days a week because you have a bad farting condition. But I imagine, like, I mean, they, they, like, there must have been doctor certs and all that kind of stuff and, like. I mean, what's the guy supposed to do? You can't just not fart. Like, it's a human natural reaction. You know what I mean? Do you remember the story there a few years ago where there was this girl, she was going out with a fella and she um, held it in for a few months and she ended up in hospital with a rupture? You walk out of the room or out the door, it's a natural thing to do. But not around colleagues, surely be to God. Well, like, it's not like he's, I don't think he was angling himself towards them. You know what I mean? I feel like it was just something he was doing. You know, he didn't, I I hope he wasn't exactly saying fire in the Let's find out from people. <laughs> Text. What do colleagues of yours, what do they do that annoys you yeah. at work? Text 0868104. What should they be sent home to work from home for? What annoys you so You're much? twisting this. Yeah. To You're trying home. to get a get out of jail card on this one. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Just put a plug in it. <laughs> Back after the break. This is the Neil Prenderville Show. Text and WhatsApp 086-8104-106. Gorks Red FM. That was a great day yesterday for Julie and Crowley in Crookstown. Red FM's Cash Machine. A really great day yesterday for Julie and Crowley in Crookstown. Julianne, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How does it feel to be 42,087 euro 81 cent better off? Absolutely brilliant. Oh, yeah, did you sleep brilliant. last night? 
Uh, it took me a while to get off, but um, yeah, I slept okay. Yeah. I see. Good dreams. I, I good dreams. I, I couldn't sleep. I'd be, I'd be spending it. You know what I mean? I'd even be spending it in my dreams. What about you? Uh, yeah, I was. A lot of things going through the mind now. Last night. Oh my god! A amazing, huge amount of money amazing. in yesterday's cash menu. Did Did you think there was a wind up involved, Joe? Because were you listening to me yesterday morning for the amount? Okay, so I had the amount and I, I wrote it down. And my my granddaughter Alicia, she she's um she was up with, from Killarney for a few days with me. So we went to town and got the nails done, etc. And we came home and we we're sitting there. Now she's a great woman for um pranking, phone pranking. <laughs> so she's sitting across the way from me when the phone rang, and um like and I straight away I, I just pulled out the number out of my pocket and she's there looking at me so I'm thinking is that you? Are you doing this like? And she was like what? No, no. And she's making faces of me and I'm making faces of her. Like She could have set it up with the pal to call you kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so after like halfway through the call I said oh my god this is real like so this, I was like oh my god like you know what I mean? It was like <laughs> Oh my god 42,087 euro. I'd say you're the talk of the parish now are you? Absolutely and you know all the lovely messages and text my phone and stuff you know um, so thanks yeah. everyone yeah, yeah. Yeah. what are you going to spend yeah. it on though Julianne would you know I have three sons two granddaughters and a grandson and I'm sure they'll all have plenty plans for us um, <laughs> everybody's <laughs> going to get a taste like uh, for sure for sure you know yeah. we'd we'll probably try it on a holiday like yes you know there's, there's a few nice options absolutely there, don't listen don't bother putting it in the bank they'll only charge you money to keep it you might as well spend it isn't that for sure <laughs> someone else might get sure. it yeah absolutely <laughs> couple of holidays I think you have a few planned anyway have you Absolutely, yeah. We're Poland with our friends Kevin K um, in 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 April, and we're in Portugal in September. So we'll probably throw another one into the mix now. I throw think. another one into the mix, and you'll be first up to the bar. I'd say, fair play to you. Absolutely, well, I'd be there, man. <laughs> You're like that anyway. You're a bit flaw who look with the cash. They tell me. Yes, well, I'm first at the bar anyway. Fair play to you. Fair play to you. Get into the local in Crookstown this weekend. Buy a round of drink from all. <laughs> I will. I will. Julie Leanne Crowley, I'm delighted for you. Congratulations. You deserve every single euro of it. Enjoy. Thank you so much. Can I just say hi to, to my mother, please? And she's in St. Francis Union. It's up in, in, in Grand Barra and, and to all the staff up there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks. She'll be delighted with the win as well. little gift for your mammy. She's they, they have the radio put on for us. Excellent. Good morning hi, to them all up there, Darren. Good morning to Julianne's mum. Have a great weekend and well done, Julianne. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye-bye. All the best. Text 0868-104-106 for all other business. And, of course, the cash machine continues right across today. €50,368.67. Now, um, can I go back to very, very serious news? I have to say, in my wildest dreams, and I know this is not solved, and this is still an active investigation, and that DNA has moved it along, and developments in forensic science has moved it along, but back in 1984, I remember it. Sometimes I remember it like as if it was yesterday, and I pass by and through Carrasavine all of the time going out to Port McGee, and on the left-hand side, as you go through the village, just outside the village, is the, the graveyard, the cemetery, and in there is baby John. I often call in I always salute him and call his name as I pass the grave, as I pass the cemetery. I've been doing it for a long, long time. But in my wildest dreams, I really did not think that we would ever get to this stage. Now, I caveat that by saying these are suspicions of murder. So we need to allow now the detectives in the Gardaí 
to do their thing. But back in 1984, of course, a baby was discovered, the body of a baby, a few days old, on the beach in White Strand. Um, and extraordinarily, at the same time, Joanne Hayes had given birth to her own baby in Abbey Dorney, a little boy, a little baby that she called Shane. Little did she know that she later would become in the frame and the main suspect, her and family members, for the death of baby John, uh, the Kerry baby on the beach in White Strand. And it led to a persecution of her and her family. Um, and a lot of accusations back in the day of heavy-handed tactics by some of those involved in the investigation. By the time it got to a tribunal of inquiry, of course, that's when they really t- started to turn the screws on Joanne Hayes. Um, and the questioning of the woman was absolutely scandalous. I remember Nell McCafferty talking to me on the air back in the late, well, actually it would have been the early late 80s and early 90s when many of the books have been written about her and she was livid at the treatment of this young woman and the questioning that she went through. This was a tribunal inquiry into the case. Turned out to be um, an actual trial of uh, Joanne Hayes and her family. Um, and of course then it went on then for years with uh, being a co- and was reinvestigated and reinvestigated and always appealing for uh, witnesses to come forward or give some information. Uh, and just off the top of my head then, I, I recall that in 2018 then, there was an apology to the Hayes family and compensation was awarded. And three years later, uh, 2021 I believe, um, Baby John was exhumed. And samples were taken from baby John's remains and that was for DNA and forensic purposes. That DNA has led us to where we are now, where Gardaí have arrested a man and a woman on suspicion of murdering baby John. It's a major development in the Kerry Babies case and if you were kind of around my age, you'll remember it. It may be in the same kind of detail that I do. I do know that over the years, baby John's headstone has been smashed on a number of occasions and every time it's been smashed, it's been replaced by the Undertaker and the Undertaker's family down in Carisavine. It was the Undertaker and Carisavine that looked after baby John's little body and small little coffin that actually, uh, firstly, built the coffin, donated the grave, and then donated the headstone, all done by the uh, Undertaker and Carisavine. But where do we find ourselves at now? Barry Roach is the Southern Correspondent for the Irish Times. He joins me by phone. Barry, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you doing? I'm good. And, that, and that's just in my own way to try and set the scene. I hope I haven't, you know, interrupted anything that you wish to say, but... No, not at all. Uh, you said it very well, because um, what I can tell you is, I suppose, this obviously, given the past history of the investigation of this, where uh, Joanne Hayes was wrongly accused, and... Um, as you say, the state apologised to her for her treatment at the hands of Garda Shikana back in the 1980s. Garda, in this occasion, are proceeding with, I would imagine, extreme caution, but also they're being very, very tight-lipped about yeah. what the investigation is, and that's perfectly understandable. You know, we've had a situation where somebody was accused in the wrong, so it's quite uh, reasonable and right and correct, I think, on their part to be very tight-lipped about this. So we're very much dependent on what they're saying officially, and that's coming from a statement that... Um, Garda Press issued yesterday evening where they confirmed that they had arrested a man in his 60s and a woman in her 50s for questioning and they say that they uh, that they were arrested in the Munster region on suspicion of the offence of murder and they're currently being detained at Garda stations in the south of the country under Section 4 of the Criminal Justice Act. That um, legislation allows them to hold somebody for 24 hours. 
so we're, they haven't said when they were arrested, which is significant, I suppose, because we need to know from a reporting point of view uh, when does the 24 hours start, as it were? Was it their questioning suspended overnight, as I suspect it was? That means, will they say, for argument's sake, they were arrested at 6 o'clock or 5 o'clock yesterday? That, in the normal course, would be 5 o'clock this evening that they have to be released or charged by. But if they're suspended overnight, then that adds you know, eight hours, so we go into late tonight, and if they're after five or six o'clock this evening, if they're charged, then they can hold them and bring them to a special court sitting tomorrow, rather than uh, charging them today. The district court carried today sitting in Dingles, so that'll probably sit this afternoon. They're in the different guard stations, aren't they? Yeah, the, the, that's the other thing that I, it wasn't uh, released by Garda Press, but my understanding is that Garda mm. in Castle Island and Le Sol were, local Garda were stood down, as it were, and uh, removed from the station um, yesterday. And that, my understanding is, is anticipation of suspects being brought into both those stations. So Gardaí are very conscious of keeping this very tight. Mm. Very, They didn't want anything leaking out. Mm. So they're the two stations that have been identified. Um, we haven't heard either significantly where the people were arrested. Uh, but we know from the cold case review back in... Monster region is what they said, wasn't it? Well, they said Munster Region, but back in 2018, when they were appealing for information, they, uh, I think it was Superintendent Farrar Murphy, who set up the investigation, or possibly Detective Chief Superintendent Walter O'Sullivan uh, of the Serious Crime Review Team, who said that they believed a lot of the answers would come from South Kerry and particularly the greater Caribbean area. So we're presuming that the couple, that, I'm sorry, my correction, we don't know they're a couple. Uh, we don't know their relationship, whether they uh, were arrested at one location or arrested at two we locations. We don't know. We, we don't know. Yeah. There's a huge amount here. We, uh, uh, Rumsfeld said there are knowns and unknowns. We probably, there's more we don't know than probably do know, really. But we know uh, for sure that the um, exhumation of Baby John's body in 2021 allowed them to take DNA and, and with the developments in forensic technology now, that DNA is crucial to this stage of the yes. investigation. Absolutely, and we know... They as call well it a, a major DNA breakthrough. And we know as well that as part of the cold case review team, they did Dr. Tor, but they also asked people voluntarily for DNA samples. Now, given the history of this case and the Garda handling of it previously, talking to Garda contacts involved in the case here in Cork, they're all of the view that Garda would not be moving in this case to arrest people, given the history of the previous bungled investigation unless they had some very solid evidence to lead them to believe that these are the people they need to talk to. So we're presuming that basis is that it's DNA that has led them to the two people that they've arrested. And as I say, we don't know the relationship between the two people, whether they uh, are, 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 we just don't know who they are uh, or where they were arrested, as I say. So there's a lot we don't know, but yes, definitely, I think DNA is going to be crucial in this. And... Um, so those that will be in custody now, and again, innocent till proven guilty, you're absolutely right in that regard, would have been, the man would have been in his early 20s at the time, and the woman would have been in, in her teens at the time. Well, I was doing the maths in the absence of um, anything definite I was trying to work out. They say the man is 60, so say he's 69 at most now. Go back 39 years ago to 1984, he was at most 30. At the most. The woman is in her 50s, say at most she's 59. Go back 39 years, she was at most 20. Mm. The likelihood of, of course, the chances are um, that they're probably younger than that, those ages, so the man could have been in his 20s and the woman could have been a teenager back then. 
And as you say, Ireland was a very different place back in. Um, Do you recall it, Barry? The, um, I, the, 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 the the discovery of the body, the two body baby Shane, then was found, of course, on, on Joanne Hayes's family farm. Yeah, I remember. In a ditch. The, the, yeah. I remember the Tribunal of Inquiry and the, the outrage over the way she was treated. And I was listening to Michael O'Regan, uh, who uh, worked with the Kerry Mint time and subsequently the Irish Times, and he was just. Uh, you know, the, covered the thing himself and Jerry Collin wrote a book, Dark Secrets, about it. But, you know, the idea that somebody had to be sedated in the witness box to be questioned, like, it's just it beggars belief. And as you say, Nell McCafferty wrote guilty about it. I would have been in my early 20s at the time. Um, so I've been following it from a distance as where I wasn't involved in reporting or anything like that. Unfortunately, the, as they call the heavy heavy-handed tactics of some of those involved in it saw the entire... Hayes family all brought into a guard station, all put into different rooms um, and... To say the heat was turned up on them is an understatement, and they all oh, signed. Yeah. I mean, they all signed statements that were tr- were all false. Yeah, and I think that's why Gardaí um, um, now are proceeding. I presume they'll proceed with this with great professionalism, but also with sensitivity. I would imagine. Uh, I remember back in 2018 when I did cover the press conference in. Um, in Carrasavine that day, announcing it and talking to a guard of contacts of mine, saying there was when uh, Chief Superintendent Tom Myers in the city here now was Chief Superintendent Kerry when he went there. He looked at outstanding cases, and there were a couple of cases. This was one. There was a murder from Beaufort, and I think there was a third. I can't remember that, but he was very anxious that some progress was made in that, and that's what initiated this. It's. I you 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 obviously know so Kerry Williams, yeah. but this is going to have huge. Um, ramifications uh, South Kerry I know reasonably well myself but it's a sort of community that go from Glen Bay or certainly from Kells down along the peninsula Otis Ferris Castle Cove everybody knows everybody more or less because they all got school in Carasavine or you know Waterville so and they all you know they're socialised together so there's a huge connectivity there and I think if you could imagine uh, the news that must be breaking in some part of that of Ivra morning that yeah, did yeah. you hear the guards called to yeah. such and such, such and last such. night yeah. on such house and the ramifications and you know just trying to think through you're a man in your 60s or you're a woman in your 50s who knows what life they've gone on to lead since if they were involved in this what yeah. Life. Yeah. but suddenly a knock on the door yeah. and suddenly guards they want to talk to you about something that happened four decades ago you may have family uh, you know teenage children or you know, we, we just absolutely. In fact, in fact, anyone whomever was responsible, whomever has possibly always been waiting for the potential knock on the door. Well, possibly, and I, I've spoken to a few people I know from down there, and uh, I was just this sort of fish for information. But the people I were talking to were people in their fifties, by and large, and they all said to me, "Jesus, I must have probably gone to school with them. I know them." You yeah. know, and it, there's that sort of sense of shock, and just as you like. Could you imagine, like, if whenever this does, or tomorrow, whenever and somebody is charged, I mean, the the shock and the ramifications and the disruption and the, it's going to be, mm. you know, hugely traumatic. On the other side of it, then though, we had a baby who was stabbed twenty eight times and had its neck broken, mm. you know, mm. and uh, mm. it's washed up in a beach, lonely beach in Carsevine, outside mm. Carsevine. It's a horrific story in every. In fact, you know, this development could be uh, one of the greatest examples of guard investigation skills since the history of the force. I, I know that forensics and DNA play a part in it, but it's, it, it really is a, an example of never giving up. 
It is, yeah, and I mean, it's, it's 40 years, uh, certainly from the longest, I mean, there was a case, uh, not, well, there was a case of a, a chap being charged with murder 20 years ago from uh, Kildare, a woman was waiting for a, a bus and she was abducted and killed, and that was, I, I think, my, my guess now would be that would probably be the most long-standing crimes that was solved. Mm. Mm. But if this is solved, it, it obviously goes back way before that. But, if you look but it's just going to be hugely traumatic, and that's why I think they're going to... I can't... I can't... I can't imagine that they would... Gardy would move in this in the way that they have unless they were on very, very sure ground. Solid ground. the history of... And the, the, the bungle and the uh, screw-ups that this case... And the sort of... The reputational damage it did to Angarda Shikana back at the time. Mm. You know, and mm. one which really has lasted until, I suppose, in, in terms of um, the, 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 there was an apology and there has been a settlement to head. But I mean, that was a real stain on the, on the history of Angarda Shikona. And I think they're very conscious of that and trying to remedy that. And so that makes me think that we would not have had the development we had yesterday unless they were really, really sure ground. And the only way it seems to me that you could be on really, really sure ground in this is forensics and DNA of some form. Uh, whether it's um, my understanding is that uh, that the traffic or in carrier put on standby today to or yesterday to take samples to Dublin. Now, I presume uh, to, 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 to presumably try and match. There was we heard. Uh, let me just find my notes here. Now we heard from Detective Chief Superintendent Walter Sullivan in. 2018 at the press conference on the cold case that Forensic Science Ireland had been able to build a full DNA profile for baby John from a blood sample taken at post-mortem in April 84 by the then state pathologist John Harbison. So they have that as the basis and as you say advances in, in DNA technology has have been huge in the last 40 years. I mean I presume it's 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 the, the, the rate of advancement has been exponential as it yeah, was at that time. Yeah. So presumably there was some sort of preliminary match or approximate match got I'm, I'm guessing here no I'm speculating but up on that yeah. from the samples that were given voluntarily note that people have been arrested they can actually take formal samples uh, my understanding is and uh, that's gone to Dublin to see if that matches but I can't I, I just can't conceive of Gardaí moving in the way that they have unless they felt they had a very very strong and you know with regards to DNA advancement and forensic science advancements over the years uh, it also would lead you to think that maybe at some stage Sophie Toscan de Plantier's killing could be solved or Tina Satchwell's although in the case of Tina Satchwell there is no body but do you know what I mean that you know well she's still a missing person yeah. I think technically so that's a slightly different category yeah. at the moment yeah uh, Sophie so we don't know where Tina Satchwell is but we, we do know say for instance that Sophie Died. Yeah, there's a sample there. But, I, I mean, it seems, obviously I'm no scientist, but from his comments, uh, Walter Sullivan, back then, that they were able to grow a sample from a blood. Um, they were able to grow a culture uh, to give them a sufficient sample from a blood sample taken by John Harperson. So I presume in, in Sophie's case, it's the quality of the sample taken and whether they can nurture that into something more substantial to get a match as things improve. I don't know. I mean, I presume, again, it's the sort of case that you would imagine that it's only going to be something like forensics that could. Forensics, yeah. yeah. You're it's putting it better than me. It's it. forensics can solve things that were unsolvable yeah. before. Yeah. So, so you're saying that a clock is ticking now as what, would the, what potentially could be the next move? Uh, well, presuming 
the people who were arrested, say, five or six last night, brought to the two stations, say they're arrested in South Kerry, as I presume they were. You're talking probably an hour and a half to Lestol, probably an hour to Castle Island, so that's an hour and a half of your time gone, say. Uh, maybe questioned until uh, booked in and all that, questioned maybe till midnight. People need rest, obviously. Clock uh, stops, so yeah. Clock stops, resume at nine o'clock this morning. So you've used up maybe three or four hours yesterday, so you've got 20 hours left. You go to re- you know break for lunch or break for a meal or whatever, toilet breaks and all that sort of stuff. So I presume we'll be talking late this evening, probably spending until tomorrow before okay. we know. Okay. Um, so I would imagine, now there's a court in Dingle. Uh, I don't know how busy that is. It's, it's the one court in Kerry I never covered. <laughs> um, so, but I would presume on a Friday, probably would be wrapping up maybe three, four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> so... Are they going to try and race things to get to Dingle for four o'clock? Say, I, I wouldn't think so. I'd say they'll, they'll, they'll. The one thing you'll be sure in this, they will proceed according to textbook. Every I will be dotted, every T will be crossed. The history of the case is such that they're going to be absolutely fastidious in the way this is investigated, and people are questioned, and every right will be accorded to the, the suspect. So I would imagine we'll spill into. Um, tomorrow and if there's a decision then to charge uh, then and it's possible that there may not be there no I know. I'm, I'm, yeah, but I, I know but I suspect not given the, the profile that this case is going to have and the media attention that you know if, if for argument's sake somebody's released will charge there's going to be reporters myself included swarming don't so carry mm. you know and so I would imagine that it's probably the inclination. Well, it depends what they say. I suppose I'm speculating there, but it, it possibly a court tomorrow. I would think. Do journalists now go to both Garda stations and wait? Is is that what happens? Well, you can, but there's not there's not an awful lot to be done. There really is there. Mm. I mean, like you're sitting outside in the car and, uh, like you know, I mean, it, it happens. I suppose if it's in the absence of anything else, yeah, maybe it is. But I. I mean, I must talk to my news desk as to what they want me to yeah, do today now. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I mean, and then, sorry, I have two guard stations to sit outside. So, yeah, yeah. you know, um, I, I don't see any great benefit, certainly in the morning anyway. Yeah. And like if, if you know, uh, Judge Waters, if, well, it depends what judge they get. But I mean, a couple of the special sittings that I've covered recently have been in Kenmare. So like Kenmare to Lestol's Kenmare is a good trek. Castle yeah. Kenmare yeah. is a decent trek. Um Listall Castle Island to Dingle is a decent trek, you know. It's um, let us see what happens across the day. Where, where, where do you base yourself? So, yeah. you know, maybe sort of base yourself centrally in Tralee or something like that at Clarny, unless you decide to make inquiries down South Kerry. But I just suspect South Kerry's going to be really tight lipped this morning as well. People are waking up to it. And it's like, try to imagine this is 40 years ago. People have moved on with their lives, and it was hugely traumatic at the time. And I presume people just. Oh, I get that. I also acknowledge yeah, that there yeah. are I people mean, listening to me. That and as you say then, though, I mean, the point you made about the baby John's grave, I mean, I've called up to see it myself when I'm down there. And the fact, I think it was a twice they had someone smash, was it? That's right. You know? Yeah, it's so, to be replaced. Like, you know, yeah. It's, yeah. And you, you just, and you, we don't know the circumstances. I've been trying to speculate, go back. There's so many uh, unknowables or imponderables in this. Like, was, you know, teenage girl at school. I mean, we've, you know, and love it in... Grand Arbor was at 85, I think. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's, a, it's an area that you hope we have... Uh, moved on from, yeah. Moved on from, yeah. But uh, this brings us back to, you know, a different time and a different culture and a different... Okay, let's let, let's let's yeah. see what the day brings, and perhaps we might have a conversation on Monday if there are updates over the weekend. Yeah, but, I mean, I presume it's going to be... Yeah. We'll, we'll surely be some 
why is there by Monday imagine we, 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 you got it you as got I say it. we're sort of I won't say floundering in the dark but we're really just dependent on what has officially been released by Garda Press and sorry I should say as well that uh, Superintendent Farm Murphy I mean he's described it as he's heading up the investigation he said um, just looking here uh, that he's described this as a hugely significant um, the arrests are a significant development in this investigation in an effort to establish the truth surrounding the death of baby John in 1984 and deliver justice for baby John and he said he's still appealing to public for any information in relation to the death of baby John in 84 anyone who comes forward will be treated with sensitivity mm. and compassion he said that as well in, in 2018 so you know it's um, it's a traumatic event for an awful lot of people yeah. you know. thanks Barry much obliged to you for bringing us up to date this morning Barry Rhodes Southern Correspondent for the Irish Times your thoughts are welcome particularly if you can recall those days in the early 80s, 84 to be exact. Text 0868104106. Get it off your chest. Call Neil Prenderville now on 0818104106 Red FM. Welcome back to your calls, texts and comments after 10 this morning and there are a number of them particularly with regards to uh, Baby John. It sounds like um, whomever was arrested would have been teens when this happened could be back to good old Catholic Ireland and the way things were done back then. That's an excellent text and thank you for it because it was a very different world. It really and truly was. How could anyone have any confidence in any guard investigation after what they did to Joanna Hayes and her family? Um, they were corrupt then, they're corrupt now, which is an incredible thing to say, Paul. On what basis would you say that they were even corrupt back then? Never mind that they're corrupt now. It was different Garda techniques. They had, they, things were done very differently back then that would not be tolerated now. But I don't know if there was any corruption involved back then. I think it was just to get a result and get a result fast. There was a lot of pressure on. But how they handled it was appalling, that's for sure. I mean, present-day Gardaí and detectives right up through the ranks would agree with a lot of that and that it was appalling. Um, arrest the Gardaí down in Kerry over the death of baby John. They gave Joanne Hayes a horrible time trying to stitch her up, um, and they were evil, says Jura in Ardfert. Um, arrest them now or arrest them back then at the time? A murder case in the baby John case won't stand up. Remember, there are signed confessions from a family admitting to the crime. Won't it be just a legal nightmare, says Pat. Keep them coming. There were false confessions, though they signed it because they were kept in different rooms and they were you know, being harassed and intimidated. In fact, some of the brothers were actually being physically hit and hurt and shouted at. It was appalling. Uh, anyway, keep those texts coming. We'll pick it up after 10. Can I just mention, as a by the way, it's Friday, so it's a free food Friday, courtesy of ourselves and Roosters, Perry Perry, Douglas and Blackpool Retail Park. So it's up to 15 of you, perhaps more, will be fed today if you text who you are and where you are to 086 Lots of food on the way. I'll tell you more about that after 10. I'm Lana O'Connor. Red FM News is first for local, national and international news. And you can stay up to date by tuning into our hourly news bulletins or by clicking on redfm.ie. The Neil Prenderville Show. Red FM. You can text 0868 Pick up the phone on 0818 Um Here's a... It's a kind of it's a very sad text actually. Uh, this hi Neil, this is the honest truth. My daughter's granddad was a Garda at the time of the I guess we're talking about the Kerry Baby's early days investigation. Um he was a Garda at the time and knew the Hayes family very well. And of course Joanne Hayes and her brothers and sisters and her mother in Abbey Dorney knew the family very well. But he left the force because of it and her treatment at the time. He left on Garda Shikona. It was horrific, he says. I often went for a pint with him in the pub in Abidorni 
and Joanne used to sit in the corner often with her family in the noughties, as in the 2000s. Such a lovely woman to talk to, but you could always see the fear in her eyes still. It'll never leave her, but hopefully this might help bring some closure. My daughter, plus her granddad, still live near her. Please don't give up my details for obvious reasons, but RIP Baby John. So thank you for that. Um, Spoke extensively with Barry Roach before 10 o'clock on this. Um, My understanding at this stage now is that uh, at least one solicitor would would be um, with the uh, the suspects, those that are being questioned at this time. Uh, certainly one, um, probably, possibly even two for each of them in different guard stations. Um, but could you imagine, ultimately, and I don't want to preempt things down the road as to what could happen with regards to questioning or anything like that. That would have to take a course. But at some stage, if that if this case does go to trial. Could you imagine the trial and the coverage of the trial and the press coverage and the interest in it and everything will be relived again and revisited again and we will get another look at what happened back in the early 1980s to the likes of Joanne Hayes and and also I suppose we'll be looking at Ireland through the prism of the 1980s when teenage pregnancies or pregnancies outside marriage and babies that were, were born and the scandal of it all back in the day all of that will be back in the news again. I mean, it will be, a, if it ever happens, and who knows whether it will or not, it will be a huge trial uh, at some stage down the track. So keep those texts coming, text 0868104106. So this development follows uh, extensive investigations. I'm reading from the Independent this morning from the Garda Serious Crime Review Team and the Guardian Kerry as well. And literally hundreds, and like over 560 different lines of inquiry into the death, the killing of baby John. And baby John's lifeless body was found in a bag on the beach on White Strand on the 14th of April, 1984. The baby was called John um, by the undertaker who also provided the grave and the coffin and the headstone. Um, and he's buried in Carcevine. Um And they've never been able to prove who was responsible for it. But we do know that a post-mortem examination at the time revealed that the five-day-old infant died following a horrific assault and had suffered a total of 28 stab wounds and a fractured spine. Small little mite, only a few days old, died of a savage killing, absolutely savage killing. Text 0868104106 to the phone lines we go. Anthony, good morning. Good morning, Neil. You How lived you? around there, I believe. You certainly worked out of Carcevine and Valencia for a time, I believe. Yes, yes, for over three years. And I remember the headstone being smashed, baby John's headstone. And I do think it was absolutely horrific the way Joanne Hayes was treated at the time with the trial and everything. But I think what everyone seems to have amnesia about is that she actually gave birth to a baby herself and buried it on her farm and was never charged for it. So, I mean, Baby John was given the name Baby John by the undertaker and everything else. But what about Joanne Hayes' baby that she buried on her own land? A baby's name incidentally that, is, was, that baby's name incidentally was Shane. I suppose, I'm not here as anybody's defence counsel, but I suppose maybe because of what she was put through that they were fingering her for um, Baby John... Uh, and that they felt they had a case for that and they went bald-headed for it and it went on for a long, long time and all fell apart. Maybe it was thought that she had been through enough 
Your, your question is, why is baby Shane less important than baby John? Baby Shane was yeah. murdered would be a response for many people. Baby Shane died of natural, was stillborn. And I, I personally believe, I know it was horrific what the Gardaí did to her and this thing that if she got pregnant by two men in the same night. What do they call that? that Super fecundation, wasn't it? I think that can only happen. I think it can happen with foxes. It was said that she... I don't think it can happen with humans. Well, it was said that she gave birth to the two babies. The DNA of the babies didn't match, but that she had given birth to the two babies by two different fathers um, and that she was made pregnant by the two of them fairly soon together and that was called super fecundation but that that was that was just that was a wild theory and you know like we were all shocked I, I remember White Strand myself I used to love it actually it's a beautiful strand but like when that child was found there baby John I mean everyone was horrified and it was disgusting and it was horrific and then Everybody seems to forget, like that. This lady, like, did give birth to right, a child. Yeah, that's as much as you can say. No, no, you don't know that. You don't know who did the. All you know is that the baby. Was I don't born. know yeah. if she did it. Yeah, I'm not saying be, that. Well, I, you know, I don't. Somebody did it anyway. Correct. Obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not saying she did, but somebody. And did. do you think many people shared? Do you think many people shared that? Um, down through the years, that belief that there should have been some criminal investigation into baby Shane. Yes, I, I when I lived in Carsavinia, people did speak of that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. that that she was never charged with anything. And I mean, I I don't know. I think she went to the she presented at the hospital. I'm open to correction, and she laid it out of the hospital. And I think it was someone in the hospital. Mm. Actually, that's how they found out a nurse or a midwife mm. reported okay. that a pregnant woman had had left. A pregnant girl had left and mm. she hadn't given birth and I think that's how it kind of came about. But I'm just saying baby Shane yeah. is just as important as baby John. Okay, okay. And he had a horrific end as well. Well, he died. I don't know. Stillbirth. I yeah. don't know whether he was stillborn. Yeah, he was. Yeah. We no, don't no, know. You have to, look, you, you, you can have an opinion on it, but we have to be factually correct on the matter as well at the same time out of fairness to everybody. Yeah, but we have to be fair as well to the two babies. Yeah, okay. They okay. both ended horrifically and she was never charged with anything, which I find just absolutely amazing. Okay. Like okay. I said, I don't agree with the horrific way she was treated and the trial she went through and it everything. Appalling. It was absolutely disgusting. Let me talk to Dan, though, if you don't mind, Anthony. Thanks so much. Dan, good morning. Good morning, how are you going? Good. Have no, you all, have you, yeah, you've all papers, I think. Old papers, right, and what what actually sticks out in my mind to this present day, uh, there was a photograph of a big massive table of barristers and solicitors sitting around the table, and apparently what I read and what Joanne Hayes went through, all the intimate questions she was asked by all those barristers, and you're re- you're well, referencing the Tribunal of Inquiry that followed it. I yeah. am, yeah. the Tribunal of Inquiry. Yeah. And every day John Hayes came out of that tribunal, somebody handed her a bunch of flowers. Yeah. And there was always people outside the door to meet her. Good Kerry people, actually. Yeah, yeah. Very, very angry, very angry people as well. Oh, of course, Neil, of with course. With regards to her treatment. 
No, no, I heard uh, Anthony one was on there about, I, look, I wouldn't agree with what he's saying, but look, if he's talking about babies buried, he doesn't have to go very far, go up to Cars Hill, and you were on the, the other morning about it there. Mm, mm, mm. That's all. Yeah, about, yeah. We'll say no more about that. No, yeah. but no you, way, you, you can't really, because it wasn't investigated. So you have to be fair. No, of course not. But, yeah. but the way, the way Joanne Hayes was treated, it was deplorable, Neil. Yeah. Deplorable. Yeah. By 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 the arm of the state, the way she was treated, and and yeah, the photograph you're talking about would have solicitors and barristers oh, yeah. that's, that's and, right. and and many many of them, all of the male. You're saying male, yeah, all of them male. Yeah. Uh, and also, the tribunal was held by a male judge. And, and I think uh, I think that that judge you now. I was a Costello, maybe I'm not too sure, no, I'm not too old, but um, no, and I don't think he didn't come out too, too very well from from the, from some of the reports like, after. It wouldn't be tolerated now. No, of course. And, although and although, of course although it happened for many, many years and probably still does to a maybe slightly lesser extent in rape trials where the... Oh, of course, of where, course. Where the I young, do, yeah. where the, where the, I shouldn't say young because it would be any age, but the woman yeah. who, who is making an allegation of rape is made out to be as if it was her fault. Do you know, that kind of yes, atrocious behaviour in court. That's right. And but you like, did remember they were saying with John Hayes that there was two different fathers. Could yeah. you believe this? Yeah, yeah. Or oh, things a, like that. It was a bizarre time, wasn't it? Bizarre, Neil was. But look, I just hope John Hayes is... All right, no, no, that's that's all he's saying. No, yeah, yeah. And, and I know the whole family said it, and they got an apology from the state and everything like that. But Joanne Hayes went through hell. The whole family did, yeah, yeah, went yeah. through hell. Thanks for that, Dan. Appreciate it. Thank, Thank you, Dan. Me. Thank, Thank you, Anthony. Bro. Text 0868104106. Your thoughts are welcome. Back after the break. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now. 0818104106. Red FM. Yes, indeed. Text 0868104106. Maureen, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Um, awfully sad, I isn't it? Even all these years later, hearing it all again. It's awfully sad. Oh, it's, it's shocking, really. And, you know, for that poor girl now again to be, you know, dragged through all of this, you know. Mm. Um, and I think Anthony was being very unfair to her, really, comparing to what happened to her. No, they're not comparable at all. And, and I tried to make no. that point to him on a number of occasions. They're not comparable. I know. They're just not. No, they're not. And he kept saying that was a crime committed. She, the only thing, she, what she did was she was a frightened young woman, she gave was. birth to a baby yeah. who was still born. And, you know, the baby was still born. She, you know, just, you know, probably was so frightened to tell anybody about what had happened to her. And she, you know, I suppose disposed is, is a hard word as well, but she was you know, did what she was yeah. mentally, you know, capable yeah. of doing at the yeah. time. She did what she you did know? in the moment. Yeah, absolutely. And where exactly. was, and you know something, where's the father in all of this? You know, again, exactly. this is a, this is a frightened young girl on her own. Exactly. That was about to be my next point. And Sorry. if anybody should have Sorry. been prosecuted was the, um, the guardie that, um, you know, that, you know, they, she told them in, initially that she had given birth to a baby but they totally ignore that. And, did, and she told them where the baby was and they ignored that. When she's inside Correct. the Garda station, she said, I did give birth to a baby. He was a stillborn boy. And I'll tell you where he is. And they just didn't, not, they did nothing about it. And when they eventually did sometime later, they didn't search properly. Um, and if they had done more extensive searching, they'd have found baby Shane. 
absolutely. And I mean, she gave them all that information. And the way the crime by the Gardaí was, you know, not all the Gardaí, because that man there that said he resigned from the Gardaí, yeah. you know, um, you can't tear them all with the one brush. But there was this special, there was this cohort of Gardaí that went around the country terrorising people at the time. There were other cases as well where there was miscarriages of justice because of their bully boy tactics. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know... It's they should have been prosecuted, really. Yeah. You know, not a frightened young woman. There was, a, there was a special team brought down from Dublin, certainly to investigate it and perhaps to solve it quickly. That's right. That's right. And it was whether it was, you know, they, they, they weren't looking for the truth at all. They were just looking for, get this case done and dusted, you know. Yeah. Um, when the blood groups didn't match up and the DNA didn't match up, they still proceeded. They did. They did, which was criminal, really, you know, because Bizarre. I, I mean, you know, and, you know, Anthony's take on it, you know, that I mean, that poor girl, I mean, how could anyone, you know, have any bit of, you mean, all you can have for that girl is compassion. And I suppose the, the, only, the only point that could be made about what he's saying, really, in a kind of a reasonable, rational way, is that, that was, there was no investigation or there was no um, wonderment about, the, about baby Shane ever in this, in this awful tragedy, you know. And, and like, no, I'm, I'm putting it mildly, you know, to be, to be fair to everybody involved. Um, the, the death that baby John suffered was, I mean... Oh, that was, it was horrendous. appalling what was done to him. The, horrendous. You know, the, frenzy, the frenzied attack on his tiny little body it was appalling oh my that was you know that was unforgivable because that was a deliberate so I mean you really can't compare the two cases because I mean she was a frightened young girl who gave birth to a stillborn baby which has to be emphasised you know she didn't murder that baby that baby was, no, was stillborn no, no, we, wouldn't, we shouldn't so even, we shouldn't even use words like that yeah. but no, do, you, no. do you recall it at the time and I'm asking you through the eyes of, of a woman how women felt what Joanne Hayes went through, particularly that that bullying tribunal. Oh my God, that was you know that was you know that was horrendous. I mean, there was a courtroom, uh, a whole courtroom of men, and her whole life was torn apart on that. She spent hours and hours on the stand. You know, I mean, nobody should have gone through that, mm. and the fact that they were compensated later on goes on to show that how wrong the state were in the way they pursued the whole thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. No, it, it was, and I mean, it's, it's terrible for her now again that all this is being going to be, you know, in the spotlight again. You know, Joanne Hayes now, even this morning with Anthony, who's in the spotlight straight away? Joanne Hayes. But maybe this will be a good thing for the family and, and we can't preempt what will happen next, but when and if it is eventually solved, you know, and we know exactly what happened and the timeline involved and those responsible... Wouldn't that be final closure oh, for the Hayes family? Yeah, I agree. I, I agree with that. Um, I agree with that, Neil, that, you know, they will know, well, look, you know, all the wrong that was, you know, they weren't responsible in any way, you know, and any doubts anybody might have mm. will be totally, mm. you know, um, mm. forgotten. And, you know, but like, I mean... Can you imagine That's signing? Can you imagine signing a statement, or many members of the fa- same family signing a made-up statement that went into the detail of what happened to Baby John in the kitchen of the Hayes family, and all of them signing these things? Can you imagine, and it completely fake, just lies, but they were they were forced to sign them. Absolutely, and you know, 
These were, I mean, I watch other documentaries and when the same group of detectives, you know, grown grown men, you know, um, were brought to tears and signed false confessions because of the brutality of these particular cohorts. You'd of, sign uh, anything detectives. to get out, I'd say. To get, you would, of course. To get an end to it. And exactly. And, you know, the, like the poor mother and the sisters and, you the know, they were, they were a rural family. They were you know, that they weren't were farmers. Exposed yeah. To, yeah. They were, you know. Yeah. She wor- never I think she worked, she worked in a... She worked in, in um, leisure a leisure centre, yeah. And, but the That's brothers right. they were, the brothers were farming. They were farming for decades, yeah. Simple They were, farming. they were, you know. I mean, the whole thing was, you know, it, it, it's... Um, and I mem- remember the, the 80s, a, chi- an, a child to, as they called them, an unmarried mother, you know, was a scandal back then, you know. We, oh, it was. We, sure, we, like, we case after Neil, case I, of that. I, live, I lived in Black Rock and Bellsborough. I grew, I grew up in Blackhair and Black Rock and... Bessborough was only over the road, you know, so I was very aware of of everything. I mean, we didn't, when I was young, you didn't know what was going on there. But as time went on, you know, you could kind of join the dots, you know. Mm. So, I mean, it was a different era, but the difference here being that that, um, baby John was brutally killed. Um, The other baby Shane was still born. Yeah. That's the major difference here and I don't think there should be any comparison made with the two. There isn't know? and I wouldn't allow it to be made. I mean, he, he's saying that it was, uh, the only thing I'd say the Bible really saying is that it was forgotten about at the time and has never been talked about since. About the well, I don't the think it was life forgotten the no about life because, of baby Shane. Yeah. you mean the Gardaí, when she told them, you know, they didn't want to even hear about baby Shane. Yeah. It was Joanne Hayes that came up and said, um, I had this baby, baby Shane, this is where this baby is. Mm. But they didn't want to know. Mm. Mm. You know, the guardie didn't want to know. So why would you say she should have been charged with a crime then? Mm. She was being charged with a crime that she didn't commit. Yeah, as it was. You yeah. know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 Thank you, Maureen. Appreciate it. Valerie, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for holding. Uh, do you re- do you recall? Are you would you be of an age where well, you? I'm laughing now because that's my wife. She's just got off the phone because the two of us were hopping when you were talking to that man, Anthony. Absolutely hopping. But he, even like, yeah, but even I was to try to put it mildly or rationally, the the point that he that he didn't actually make was that the the, the other baby was forgotten. Well, you see, I mean, it wasn't that woman has never forgotten that, mm. and she'll never ever be left. And you know what really annoys me. When all this came up first, and I was saying, God, yeah, maybe it'll give him closure. And after that idiot, what he said on the, on the radio earlier, I thought, so how's that going to give him closure? I mean, there's idiots like that going around. And, I, you know, he hasn't a clue what yeah. it was like for women back then. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. not a clue. I mean, all that woman did was fall in love with a man. Well, I think it was a married man. I don't even know as much of the details as my wife, because I always find it so traumatizing, I can't even listen to it. Mm. And that's being honest, but like, I was just, I have to say, you know, the blood was boiling in my veins. And I thought, get that man yeah. off the air. Yeah. How can you compare the two things? No, you and can't. You, you can't. And you again, know? I'm not going to allow anybody to do that because that is not yeah. right or fair. Um, it's not a right thing to do. Um, so it's not, there is no comparison. The, the only thing I can say was there was another child. That's all. But the, the, you can't And there compare. was. You and I mean, compare. a woman had a stillborn birth. Yeah. So there was no counselling back then, no therapy, no after let's get you therapy and let you deal with you've lost a child. Yeah. Outside of all, like that woman probably didn't even get a chance to process 
Nor grieve. Stillborn baby. Nor grieve. Her grief. Yeah. They, they, they married whoever she was with at the time. She was in love. All yeah. that panned yeah. out. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And again, as you said, like, and the men go off falling off into the woods, like. Yeah. Jesus, that baby won't. Why is that made man brought in? Yeah. You know, and I mean, nobody should brought in. For that particular case, there should be nobody brought in. That, and, you know, I suppose my big fear for this, Neil, and all of it is that initially, like you said, I thought, great, this might be fine and closure for this poor family because they've been through enough and more than enough. But this idiot was saying, like, oh, where's the case for that? And where, to what case? Yeah. There was a baby born still the only thing the girl did was panic and bury it in her own land. People buried, people, you know, I'm sure long ago, lots of women. Wasn't buried. And I know that they would have buried babies. Because long ago, when women had still burned, women weren't even left to go to the burial. Well, I can't imagine what I've kind heard of... loads of stories that's of that, right. where women I, I, weren't I've... actually left in. Like, I mean, that's nuts. Imagine, like, there's, well, there was women like, that had uh, stillborn babies many, many, and gone back so many decades ago. They never even knew where their babies were born. They thought it was the right thing to take the baby away, don't show them, and hide it off. Uh, Do you know what I mean? There was no, there was no, there was no burial. There was no ceremony. No. There was no church. Um, I, yes, it my, wasn't because they weren't Christian. It happened in many of our families. Or, 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 or some other bloody place. It happened in many families where... <laughs> Mothers went, and I know of it myself, where mothers went in to give birth to a baby and the baby, for whatever reason, complications, cord, whatever it may be, yeah. and the baby is born, stillborn, or dies soon after birth. The baby was whisked away. Out of sight yeah. is out of mind. And the mammy and the daddy yeah. and the other family members, to this day, wouldn't know where that baby is. No, no, I mean, I'm a, I'm a prodigy of the mother and baby home myself, you know. So, like, I mean, uh, I was born in Bedford, like, but I mean... For me, I just think that people, that you can't, you just can't go into the feet of women and and not just women and not just making it all women and men. There was no men weren't all bad either. It was just even that man. Uh, yeah, but in a lot of the, a lot of the, be, a lot of the Besbra stories, men were nowhere to be seen. They'd hightailed it completely. Oh, no, but sure, there was women in there that were raped. Yeah. And you know what they were told? They must have enticed the man. Yeah. That's actually what they were told. I remember that. And I kind of go, What? This is absolutely nuts. And I know now I'm going off a tangent, but for me, I just suppose I kind of felt, is this family ever going to be left alone? I, I do recall yeah. the tribunal at the time, and perhaps you do as well, because during the course of that tribunal, which wasn't to be a prosecution or an investigation into Joanna Hayes, it was a tribunal mm. to find out why that what, what happened that we got to yeah. a, a country where a woman was being persecuted by yeah. um, the detectives in the manner where she was. So that's what that tribunal was all about. And she was cross-examined yeah. by multiple barristers she was cross-examined yep. for five days. It was the longest period that a witness had ever been questioned in a witness box in the history of the state. Yes, that you wouldn't do it to a mass murderer. Yeah. But I mean, happened. if you did that today, Jesus, you man to be interred up here, you want to be interred, they'd be suing the court for it. Do you know? But it was I allowed, mean, it was tolerated, was, and it happened. Because it was different times, and that's no excuse. But it was different times, and unfortunately, there was different how would you say, pre- previous precedents at the time where people were like, oh, this was kind of almost acceptable, you know? And thankfully, we don't live in that era anymore. Now, we have moved on, you know? Um, but for me, my biggest fear after that twat, and that's all I can call okay. him, and that's the nicest word I can think of him right mm. now. Well, it's let's not be calling, each other's, let's not be calling each other's names. Oh, I know, but that's why I keep it mild. Mm. Uh, that poor family, like at home, kind of going, 
you know, she ever going to be left alone, like. Okay, well said. Thank you for you that, Valerie. I do Thanks appreciate so much, it. Thank Ian. you. Take care. Thank you. Have Thank a good you. day. Thanks. Text 0868 104106. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818 Cork's Red FM. Yes, indeed. In other news this morning, it's a free food Friday, courtesy of ourselves in Roosters, Perry, Perry, Douglas and Blackpool Retail Park. So you need to be texting who you are and where you are to 0868104106, either text or WhatsApp, I don't mind. So it'll feed at least 15 of you and you'll get all of these wonderful hot starters, chicken wings, chicken skewers, beef skewers. The main events include chicken wraps, chicken pittas and beef burgers basted in the famous Perry sauce. You'll also get sides of Perry salted fries, rice and waffle fries and Perry mayo and garlic mayo. And then for dessert, for you are totally spoilt, big massive cheesecakes with all of these different toppings that you can design yourself. So, uh, roostersperiperi.com to take a look at their menu and if you want to visit at the weekend for some tasty food, they're in Douglas and Blackpool Retail Park. So, some quick shout-outs now at this stage for everybody at Laura National School in Bandon. They'd love to have it uh, for, the fa- for the staff there. Pat McDonald's Paints on the Commons Road to Mary and all the staff at Argos in Maham Point. Absolute Property Group in Bandon would love to be included in the draw. Feed the hungry staff. Shipping solutions, please. Andrea and the staff. Classic Windows in Columni. AOC Commercials in Carrick Tool. Horgan's Garage in Kerry Pike. Love the show. Urban Retreat and Salon in Middleton are always listening. Morning to Amy and Sarah. Uh, Leisure World and Churchfield are on board. The Cath Lab in the CUH. Working hard, saving lives. Would love some Rooster's Lunch. Please consider us as Ashling and Catherine. So keep those texts coming, who you are and where you are, to 0868-104-106. In other very sad news, and I, meant, I should have mentioned this yesterday, you recall the story of Little Baby Luna. Uh, little Baby Luna Ahern Byrne. I spoke with her parents on the air of a number of occasions in the past year, um, and she had been airlifted over to Newcastle Hospital in England by Air Force for treatment for her immunodeficiency, a rare genetic disorder. Sadly, she has passed away. Uh, At four months old, Baby Luna was diagnosed with this severe disorder um, and the treatment itself involved chemotherapy and bone marrow transplant and lots of isolation. And the family were with her at Newcastle Hospital and it's very sad to have to report that she passed away in Newcastle on her first birthday over the past few days. And her death has been announced peacefully on her first birthday in the arms of her loving parents following a long illness in Great North Children's Hospital, Newcastle. Cherished and adored daughter of Chris O'Hearn and Fiona Burns, beloved sister of Haley and Iris, granddaughter of Sheila and Stuart and many, many other family members are listed here. Um, may Luna rest in peace. It's just so, so sad and everybody's hearts are broken. Obviously the family members, but I'd say all of the greater Cove area also is mourning the passing of little baby Luna and our thoughts are with the family. Back to the phone lines we go. Eileen, good morning. Morning, Neil. Can I just say this, and I, and I know you have a point to make, but we talk about closure for people, we talk about solving it, but actually this should be done only for one, and this is for baby John. You know, this, this needs to be closure for John. This needs to be solved for John. You know, people ultimately have to be your help responsible for John. Not that, not not all of the other people we've been talking about this morning, but for maybe them as well. But certainly for John, right? Absolutely, yeah. I I remember it well because I was pregnant myself the same year. I gave birth to a baby myself in that year as well. 84. But you know what? I just thinking. I bought her a book. 
And uh, it was very interesting, but you know, I can't find you know at the moment and I'm going to tear the house apart to find find There it were many books written at the time. Joe Colloran wrote a book uh, with Michael O'Regan. I remember yeah. that. Uh, I think Ralph Regal was yeah. involved in a book. There were many. Joanne, uh, actually, Nell McCafferty probably wrote the first book, but there were many. Yeah, it was now in the Cafferty, yeah, and I remember the boyfriend that she had at the time. Can I mention his name? His name is Joseph Locke. Jeremiah Locke, actually. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But you know what? I just think I'm there now. I'm delighted for Joanna Hayes this morning that she can kind of half relax and say, yeah, it wasn't me. I, I would have thought that I would have died and this wouldn't have been solved. I really did. I thought yeah. this was just one yeah. of those mysteries that was just not solvable. And here we yeah, are with modern technology. Case. It was something like that. I, I will. I for one forgot about it, or for the, all that length of time. But I'm, I'm hoping to find my book, just to recap on all what had gone on at the time. Yeah, because the people then. listening to us, of course, of a younger age, will have no idea, and we're hearing a lot of this for the first time. No, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. Not yeah. at all. Yeah. yeah. Well, it only just goes back to show how. The, the justice was done then to what it is now. Well, it, it also shines a light on how women were treated of all ages, particularly oh, yeah. young women who might have had a child outside of, as they say, wedlock. And you're in, you're in a courtroom setting and you're ganged up on by men, only men. Yeah. Or you're in a guard station it. setting and you're ganged up on by men. I wouldn't have had a clue about what would have been going on where a car as as where babies would have been concerned. Do you know that? Do you know that sort of way? And showing the book at her, what at the time, yeah. and after all that she had gone through, yeah. and did I kind of think there was no one thinking about her? All they wanted was you did it, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. at the time. Yeah. But I mean, it wouldn't go on today. That's the way the guards are better trained or whatever, then they were well, guards, wouldn't do it now, but that doesn't mean that women are still being treated as fairly as they should be in courtroom settings with regards to rape. Oh, no, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. Not where men are concerned anyway. I do think they're not, not blaming well, all men. No, I mean, no, you can't even say that. I, I could quote a chapter verse of, of court cases where yeah. there were women barristers um, in the defence team and they were given yeah. the woman who had yeah. made the allegation of rape a, a very, very unfair time. Some of the questioning was appalling. I suppose, what, yeah. What, yeah. Underwear, but anyway, what underwear were you wearing? And, you know, did you encourage him or were you flirting? And, you know, let's have yeah, a look at your social media photographs to see if you socialise too much or you might be drinking too much or it could have been your own fault, you know, that kind of nonsense. Your skirt was too short, your top was too low. That's another I, one. I know. Yeah. yeah, I know that. I know that. And she, you were about the town all the time. And, yeah. you know, this is it, Jeff, but you know, we will never get away from that anyway. Well, we will if we just refuse to tolerate it, you know. If we just, if we just really and truly just say no, we're not having this. Thanks, Thanks, Aline. Back after the break. Text 0868104106. Text the Neil Prenderville Show now. 0868104106. Red FM. Yes, indeed. Uh, We covered an awful lot of ground this week. Uh, I certainly will come back to the uh, latest developments with regards to the killing of Baby John and those that are in uh, Garda stations being questioned at the moment. You can say no more about that because that has to be allowed to take its course but if there are any updates or developments then we'll certainly come back to it um, uh, but in other news from the last couple of days uh, quite a lot of different stories actually I mean we, we moved from one to another topic quite briskly during the week when we were talking about 
issues regarding uh, trying to get into the Mercy Hospital to visit a loved one. Thankfully, that got resolved. There's an awful lot of outstanding text on that. And also with regards to surgery abroad. Um, and here are some of those. I went to Lithuania Lithuania for rhinoplasty, which is, which is a nose job, in October. And I chose uh, Lithuania after extensive research that it was safe. Uh, my rep was from Dublin, where I got aftercare or could get it if needed. My recovery was a breeze. The clinic was pristine. I had a small problem. They offered me a correction. You just have to pay the anesthetic fee. I choose not to go to Turkey because of all of the horror stories. But genuinely, the best decision I made, I would 100% go back. In spite of the fact that they had to do a, a slight correction, you're saying, is it a correction to the surgery? You would 100% go back. I had breast augmentation in 2020 in a clinic in Wicklow. Couldn't follow the procedure, surgeons or nursing staff. But I never got seen after the procedure. The surgeon told me to take my dressings off myself. When I called the clinic for follow-up appointments, the admin staff were extremely unhelpful and rude. So just to note that even when paying premium rates at home to get a procedure done, the support afterwards was awful. Still haven't seen the surgeon for a follow-up visit since. Morning, what you're talking about on your show is nothing compared to what the HSE are doing to people in our hospitals here every day of the week, says Paul in Toker. He's comparing what goes on within the HSE and hospitals and treatment of people with regards to, and he's comparing that to Turkish hospitals and clinics doing very bad um, uh, surgery with regards to, say, gastric banding and what have you. Um, Great show this morning, as always. This is from yesterday, but particularly about bariatric patients. I'm a patient of Colm Boyle, who was on air with you. I got my treatment done two years ago. Next month of the bonds has been the best thing I've ever done. I've lost nearly 14 stone. Incredibly, 14 stone. Uh, I feel like a new man again. I was 29 stone, 10 pounds before I went to Colm Boyle. That was me at my worst. 29 stone, 10 pounds. I'm now 16 stone, 7 pounds, says Cahill. Amazing. But somebody else says, who wants to be on a diet for 50 plus years rather than just getting the surgery done? Dieting is more controlling. Um, You know, who would want to be struggling with diet after diet after diet and failing when at the same time you can just get a bariatric sleeve or bariatric surgery done, jobs oxo, oxo, you lose all the weight and you move on. Um, Anyway, back to our calls. Michael, good morning. Good morning. Uh, You wanted to pick up on the courts, is it? Uh, yes, yes, that sentencing yesterday for I, the assault on that girl in Dublin. That lost and I see, eyes. and I see her photographs in the papers again this morning, and the consequences of that attack. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, the judge, the judge left him off, and one statement the judge made uh, that uh, young people do irrational. Are you? Can things. I just ask you? Are you making a direct quote now? I just need to be just be careful of. <laughs> well, I'm not a hundred percent on his words. Okay, but then, but then. I haven't written here in front of me. Okay, well but then I, I can't yes, go in. I can't yes, go in. To, I can't go into what was said in court if you can't be accurate about it. You see. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But do, do well, you want, was it that was it the sentencing you're talking about? Well, the, the way he worded it, I haven't the script here in front of me, but the way he worded it and the sentencing, he said this is an eleven to twelve year, and then he gives him four. He'll be out in two, and that girl is sentenced to life. Which one I? Yeah. So uh, the, the sentence court, was the, the sentence was four and a half, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So what but would you what would you serve on a four and a half? Would you serve two thirds of it? <laughs> As I said, he'll probably be out in two. 
Where is two and a half. Yeah. Yeah, where she's she lives with the consequences of what happened to her yeah. for life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You wonder sometimes no, no. about sentencing, do you? Uh, well, sometimes, nearly all the time. Yeah. No, sorry, I have to go. You're okay. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. That was an horrific case. It's making all the front pages of the papers today. Text 0868104106. The biggest travesty of the Kerry Babies case is how the Gardaí were not prosecuted for forcing an innocent family to confess to a crime that they could not have committed. And another one, the brutality of the death of baby John makes this story worse. It was a time when an unwanted pregnancy was a scary situation but that's no excuse for the savagery used or indeed the horrendous treatment of the Hayes family. Um, the press, compl- another one, the press were complicit in the witch hunt of Joanna Hayes, Neil. Not one newspaper or journalist said the tribunal was wrong. Neither did they ever at the time shout stop, says Paddy. Um, that's an interesting text uh, in, in itself as to how the um, media portrayed it at the time. Because if, if I recall, I certainly recall McGill magazine, which was being headed up by Vincent Brown at the time of the 1980s, were scurrilous about the treatment of the tribunal towards Joanna Hayes. And um, I was working in Dublin in 1984. There was a lad from Abbey Dorney in the office. From early on, he was saying locals were all of the opinion, even from the start, that Joanne was the, sta- was the scapegoat and was being stitched up right from the beginning. Good old Catholic Ireland is not such a grace place either. We only have to look at the homelessness, the scandal of the health service, poverty and lawlessness. Don't try and tell me it's got any better. Where our Lord Mayor is afraid to walk in her own city. We've now voted to kill unborn babies um, and we have men incarcerated in women's prisons. Hmm, very interesting text. Thank you for that. Keep them coming. Text 0868104106. Hey, it's Dave. Join me weekdays from four for Dave Max Drive where I'll help get you home or give you a little lift at home. Big hits, loads of fun features and traffic info. What more could you need? Join me weekdays from four. Dave Max Drive. Free Food Friday, your opportunity to scoop food for up to 15 of you, courtesy of ourselves in Roosters, Piri Piri, Douglas and Blackpool Retail Park. So a batch of shout-outs for you. For everybody at Cope on the Cork Road in Middleton, Porters of the South Infirmary working hard. Morning, Brendan. Before Five Family Centre in Churchfield would love a treat. Hi to Amy and all the staff, St. Columbus, Montessori and Douglas. Glen Heights Pharmacy, ROS Precision Sheet Metal in Ducloyne. Hard-working lads would love a yummy lunch. Donovan Auto Services are listening. Quinlan's Motor Factors, the complete Hostry Centre um, on Barrack Street, Joe's Edge Hair Salon, Farnley Nursing Unit, Nalons Cleaning and Laundry Staff in St. Luke's Nursing Home. Morning, always listening, and they feel they deserve a munch. Harry Callahan and the boys in the Riverstown Inn, Inform Nutrition's, Middleton Credit Union, and Foley's Plumbing and Toker. So that's a bunch of shout outs for you, and we'll do another bunch in about 20 minutes' time. So text who you are and where you are to 086 8104 106. After the break, in a few minutes' time, I'll be talking with Michael Henry. The psychic medium who's coming to Cork very soon. I even have some tickets to give away for some of his Cork shows. Should be an interesting conversation. He connects with people in the other world for people who come to his shows who want to find out how their loved ones are and see if there are messages from the other side. So if you have perhaps a question you'd like to ask, text 0868104106. Just one point. We had a caller on the air just before 11 o'clock who was talking about the short sentences in Irish courts and he's right actually because all too often we see sentencing that just beggars belief Um, it is the case of Alana Quinn Idris the 18 year old girl who has been left blinded in one eye it was a vicious attack 
and she broke down outside the court yesterday after one of her attackers was jailed for four and a half years. She was quoted outside the court yesterday, the young girl is saying, I'll be like this for the rest of my life. He'll be out in four and a half years. And our caller was saying probably less than four and a half years when you take good behaviour into consideration. And it must be noted that the judge set a sentence of eight to nine years but then reduced this sentence on account of mitigating factors, including Lyon's early plea, Dara Lyon's early plea, his cooperation, his lack of previous convictions, and his young age. And that's the reason that it was, it was um, dropped down, or the sentence was reduced from eight to nine years to four and a half, which could be a lot less than that for good behaviour. And that's why people get so angry. Even victims get angry at sentencing. Never mind the rest of the community when it is so short. Text 0868104106. And people have been regarding uh, the uh, Kerry baby's development into the death, the horrific death of baby John. Um, And thank you. Somebody's reminding me. Do you not remember a few years back when a newborn baby girl was found by a field gate? I never heard any more about the baby. Baby Maria back in 2006. And Anne picks up on a case and says, can't come on air, but does anyone remember the newborn baby found in the chapel field in Grona Braher, just dumped over the wall from the house behind, or the houses behind, I should say. The people who did it were never charged. It was a dog that brought the little infant into the house. That was also in the early 80s. But nothing ever happened, says Anne. I don't remember those cases. I, I don't. Um... I have nothing else to say on the matter except I don't recall them. Shame on me for not, but I don't. Um, Neil, there were burials of stillborns in the 80s. You said that there weren't. I had a stillbirth in the Ernville in 1984. My husband went to the undertaker and was given a white box like a little shoebox. Well, I'm, I'm so happy that that happened for you. You may have picked me up wrong. I'm saying that in many cases, and I know personally of this. In many cases, there was no burial, there was no service, there was no church, and there was no grave. Known to families anyway, the stillborn babies were buried, but for many people, they don't know where. Get it off your chest. Call Neil Prenderville now on 0818 104 Red FM. And I will come back to texts and possibly calls, because I still have many more texts regarding the latest developments into the Kerry Babies case. But it's Friday morning, and I have other things planned as well that I need to, or wish to, and want to, and I'm sure you will enjoy uh, the rest of the program, uh, if we change horses midstream, because I want to talk to Michael Henry, who's a psychic medium, a seventh son of a seventh son. And we know, we know from history that that gives very special powers, or at least that's what we've been led to believe, the seventh son. Michael, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. And is that where your ability comes from, the seventh son or is that a myth that we all heard about over the years that it gave special powers? Well, I can only speak on my behalf. Uh, as a child, I was always told, you know, son, you're going to have uh, magical powers. But to be fair, as I have got older, I started to realize that everyone has this gift, if you want to use that word. I, I actually would like to call it an ability. And I think it's an ability that we all have. But just because uh, as I was 
growing up, I was told, oh, you have magical powers because of, of, of the reference of me being the seventh son. I think that's where I focus more on it. But yeah. I think everyone can do this um, if, if they focus on it. Ah, and, surely and we all don't have the ability to talk to people oh, in the we other do. world. We what? do. Really? I, I mean, our, yes. I mean, our, our listeners, uh, I'm sure nearly everyone listening has at some point uh, an experience that they just can't totally explain or the you they were thinking about somebody a friend and then that friend rang you know so so i'm a psychic medium yeah so yeah as a, 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 a as people oh i've had those uh, and they're they're incredible those experiences something happens and you've been thinking about yeah, it yeah or, so that so know. that's a psychic experience right so that's where say, say for example you're looking you're you're in the car park and you just happen to you know the way sometimes people do a bit of people watching not that our listeners would do it but maybe some people might people watch and you would observe some things about that person and stuff just drops into your head like there's something about that person that's shifty or you know the, the, that person looks a bit sad or angry so that's so that's a psychic phenomenon yeah, that's yeah. stuff that that humans can pick up and the reason they can pick that up is because of evolution because a long long time ago we were all cavemen and uh, we had to be very intuitive to know where the potential danger is coming from yeah i get you exactly. i mean i have it's happened to me many times where i i'd be thinking about calling somebody or saying i must send this text and begin to do it and that person uh-huh. rings me or texts me. That, that can be freaky. You know, that's, yeah, yeah. that's well, the kind that, of experience. That, that's a psychic. Yeah, that's a psychic phenomenon. And then the mediumistic part of it is where, um, for me, uh, so there's different types of abilities. So you, you hear of clairvoyance. That's where people can see spurt. For me, that's not my primary ability. I have a, 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 an ability called claircognizance. And that's where literally stuff just drops into your head. So you don't and see anybody. There's nobody. I, 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 on occasion, I have, especially at shows where there's like a large group of people. Um, but, but nearly everyone in, who are listening now would have claircognizance, where literally stuff just drops into your head. But as children, when we go to school, we're always told to think before we speak. So that doesn't that's not very conducive to being a, a medium whereas me i just speak before i think so sometimes it gets me in trouble but yeah. if, if i if i'm in front of somebody and i've got to give them a reading whatever drops in my head i'm giving it to them um you know i can't i can't self-edit because then that would that would you know the process would stop you, actually do, you mentioned the the editing word and that like and we're not yeah. in any way casting aspersions on you but we have yeah. heard in the past that you know, some people who claim to have these powers actually have plants in the audience beforehand and it's all just a great big setup. Yeah, I mean, there's one thing about being a psychic medium. It, it, you know, there's always people who are going to cast, you know, there are always going to be people, skeptics. And to be fair, as a psychic medium, it's something that I shied away from for a, a large part of my life. I did private readings for a long time. Um, it's only recently in the last five, six years I started to do it publicly. And I think part of that was because, you know, there are, there's always going to be people who are going to say, oh, you're using plants or you're using that. But my, my only thing to anyone listening is come come to my how show does, in court so on how does, 6th of how, April. I'll do those in a how does it How does it work? <laughs> you, you have to be in the room with the people who are there because they want to contact and connect with a loved one. Um and and, well, and and you 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 will notice a particular person, is it? 
for me, uh, there's no set way to do it. Um, people do say, Michael, you must be tired when you're, you're, you're reading so many people in an evening. For, for me, it's actually, it's actually easier to read 15 people in a large room because spirit just takes me to where I'm drawn to. Um, yeah, so, so in a lot of cases, yeah, I literally, I, I, I sense where I'm going. On occasion, I would see the person, the loved ones who's now passed behind the, the people in the audience. And do you tell them that? Of course, yeah. Yeah, I always, whatever's in my mind, I'm giving it to the audience. Sometimes they don't always like it. And sometimes a public forum, I, you know, anyone's going to my show, you know, just watch, the, you know. Um, I, I, yeah, I just give it to, to, to people what, what, what I see, you know. And what and, do they, um, how do they react when you tell them that their loved one, I mean, what does the spirit look like? Okay, well, just on, on, on this, I'm a really positive person. So one thing I can assure the listeners is anything that I do see, it's always on a positive, uh, it's always on a positive. I've never once been the bearer of bad news. Yeah, well, um, I, did I, see you, I did see you tell a young fella and you nearly blew him away. He had an impending prosecution for some crime that he was alleged to be involved in. And you told him about that. He couldn't understand how you even knew. And you told him to focus on that and, you know... He would get through it. That was pretty bizarre stuff, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, you say, and, and that's positive, isn't it? I mean, it wasn't... Uh, yeah, but how I did mean, you know? I, I'm not sure. I mean, it's just an ability that has evolved as, 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 as humans. We, we've had this ability since, since we were humans. You know, cavemen, we had to know where dangers were coming from. Um, if you actually think about it, uh, nowadays, we've never been so disconnected to Mother Earth. You know, we, we wear shoes, whereas, you know, and we, we don't have to worry about where dangers are coming from. Because, you know, when, when one, at, one point, at one point, we were in caves. We, we had no idea where our food source was going to come from. And we had to be very sensitive to where danger was coming from. So this has all evolved. The only thing is, over the centuries, we've lost those abilities. If okay. you don't use it, you lose it. We don't it, tap into know? it. Yeah, a lot of our brain. Yeah. So if you, so if if somebody came to you on a one-on-one and sat across yeah. from you, right? Yeah. And I know it's different in a big room setting, like say for the International Hotel or whatever. But on a one-to-one, would you most definitely be able to reach into the other side and connect mm-hmm. with the loved no. one? No. Not always, and because um, people come for for different reasons. Sometimes people come just for this thing called fortune telling, which I I don't recommend. I mean, I I don't think there's such a thing as proper fortune telling. I think people may have possible life paths, and what I mean by that is, if you if both your parents were doctors, there's a very strong chance that your life path, your future, will be in the medical field. For example, not always. So when people do come to me, sometimes they're they're looking for some guidance. Um, and I would try to tap into their guardian angels to give them that. Um, but there's no such thing as preordained destiny, in my humble opinion. Yeah. I think we have certain life paths, but one thing I'm very passionate about is, as humans, our mission is to find happiness. Can you only, can you only connect them with the spirit, for instance, if that spirit of the loved one wants to talk? Yes. Um, I, I, I feel sometimes what, what has happened is people come to me, say they want to connect with their father. And I may bring through, I might start describing that I have a lady coming through, give the name. And in a lot of respects, that could be a distant relative who they may be aware of, but maybe they just don't want to connect with. You know, they're, they're there solely 
they're closed off to any other spirits coming through apart from, say, their father. So that can affect the, the, the reading. But as a strategy, what I always do is if I feel it's not going, if, if I feel the reading's not going the way it should be, yeah. I'll say it to the, to, to the person in front of me, do you know something? I don't think I can read you. I'm going to give you a refund. Right. And, the, and nine out of ten times, the moment I say that, the, the person in front of me that who who I'm reading for relaxes okay because they're, they're they're like oh my god I'm not going to get a I'm not going to get a reading but, um, do, am, I, okay. All right. do I, am I coming across as a skeptic because I don't necessarily wish to it's just me no, asking questions because no, no, a, a no, lot no, of definitely. the time a lot I'd of say, the... I would say you're not a I would say you're not a skeptic. Okay, okay. He's very open-minded. Well, let me ask another skeptic-type question then, that, if, you, <laughs> if you don't mind. Yeah. Why is it then, then, when one would connect with the other side, they always seem to say the same thing, that I'm at peace and I'm happy and I want you to get on with your life and don't worry about me and be happy and don't worry about things so much and enjoy life. It's kind of like always the same thing. Okay, well, that's a good question. A couple of things. Um, first of all, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. So when when a loved one goes to spirit, all the emotions, all the all the the things like jealousy and um, greed and all sorts of things that associate with with a human being, that all goes, and it's just this energy of love. And the the message generally will be the same. Um, they'll want their loved ones on Earth to be happy. And the, the only thing I would say, because you, what you're what you're sort of referring to there is a lot of mediums can be a bit vague. Yeah, very vague. Me, I mean, like the person yeah. on the other side never tells us what life is like in heaven or in hell or yeah, wherever yeah, they so are. Understand. Well, I, I like to be as accurate as possible. So I'll, as a medium, generally, I'll go direct. So if, if there's like 100 people in a room, you'll find me going direct to somebody in the audience and saying, I have your father or whoever coming through. Where, I, where possible, I'll have the name drop into my head and I'll give the name or the initial. And I'll try to be as accurate as possible. So anyone who goes to my events, they, they should notice that I'm, that, you know, that I'm pretty accurate. Because yeah. I, I, I feel there is a genuine... Uh, but is it an initial, is a bit, giving someone an initial, though, Michael, is a bit of a stab in the dark, isn't it? <laughs> like, well, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I do agree with what you're saying. Most mediums, not, not all of them, I mean, most mediums, for some reason... I would say are on the safe side. Don't don't give the names. And for me, I, I like to be as accurate as possible. Okay. So if you if you, I mean, certainly Neil, come to my event. You'll you'll see me more times than not giving the name, not in the name. And getting it right. Can you do it by phone? You know something, your your researcher asked me to to do this, and um, yeah, I mean, I'll give it a go. I've never actually done it by phone, so. Ah, well, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, listen, I am not just, I'm not setting you up for a car crash here or anything like that, but I do know, I do know that, I'll give it a go. Yeah, I do, I, I do know I have Sinead here uh, on line one. Sinead, good morning. Uh, let me, let me, let me get my phone lines right. There you are, Sinead, thank you. You can hear me all right? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, did you want to just have a quick word with Michael? Yeah. Go ahead. Um, basically, I'm just looking to see if anything really come true. Um, I lost someone really close to me about 30 years ago. So okay. just looking to see really if they're okay and if they're at peace, you know, that's our way. Okay. And she did, have you got two children? I do, yes. Okay. Because um, I, I do feel very strongly that there's a male and female around you, Sinead, right? Now, I don't know if it's the, the phone connection here, but I'm sensing some anger as well. So I feel 
today has been a difficult day for you or the last few days has been possibly somebody has annoyed you? Would that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it okay. was. Yeah, so, um, so Sinead, mm-hmm. I, I feel that the male and female are very much around you, but that anger that I referred to, also I, I feel the person who was in your life 30 years ago, I feel it's difficult for me to get the stronger connection because I feel that in, you, there's some anger that they left you. Do you, do you understand that you weren't able to say goodbye? Amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Anger. Do, do you understand? Yeah. yeah. I, I feel... And I feel, and Neil will talk about this, about readings. I, I can, you've got to come to terms with, you've got to accept the loss, first of all, before for I can bring this person through more. What do you, know of, what do you know of the loss, Michael? What do you know of it? Well, I, I, just to what I said there, I, I, I feel that Sinead wasn't able to say goodbye. I feel the, the manner of the passing was difficult or was, was very sudden in the end. And there's anger that... Um, what would that imply life, to you? Well, I, I think it's really... It, life, is, life is about filters. And I think for the last 30 years, Sinead has put a filter on her life of why... And I almost want to curse here. It's like, why me? Why did this happen me? And not saying you're a victim, Sinead, but I do feel it's disempowered you over the last 30 years. Would you make sense of that? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And it's also impacted your relationship with a man. Yeah. Okay, so are you, are you broke up now? No. <laughs> okay, because I do sense there's been a difficulty with a man in, in regards to relationships. So somebody was in your life and then has come back into your life. Would you understand that? Yeah. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Just getting back to this anger, because of what yep. happened when you were very young and this sudden death, are you angry about what happened? Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Okay. Are you yes, angry? Yes. Are you angry with the person? Um, I would be in a sense, but I'd understand yeah. as well. If that makes sense. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing on a phone call like this that he he's able to pick up that he's not going. I don't know whether he's... Do you want me to go further with this, Sinead? Yeah, you can for a few minutes if you don't mind. Thank um, you. But with, with regards to what happened? Yeah. What happened? Um, with the person who yeah. I've angered for. Yeah. Um, well, basically, my dad um, committed suicide when he was 28 years old. <sighs> Took his own life. Yeah. Yeah, you see, and, and Neil, the minute I started hearing Sinead's voice, I, I did talk, it wasn't vague, I talked exactly about anger. And if you think about the nature of her dad passing at such a tender age, anger, I would say, mm-hmm. would be the number one emotion. You said, you said she is angry because the manner and suddenness of the passing and not being able to say goodbye. This is completely mm-hmm. unprompted. I didn't share any details with anyone with regards to your call, Sinead. But yet, yeah, yet he's picked up on your anger for the sudden, yeah. sudden passing of and, your dad. Who Sinead, took did own. you want to be a hairdresser? Um, no, not a hairdresser, no. What? Okay, Cause, well, what was the job? Because I feel like you almost want to do a job where you're touching people or something about touch. Um, yeah, that would be correct, yeah. Is that what yeah. you do? Yeah. I'm a healthcare assistant, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and I feel I feel you are truly one of the earth angels because what? of your experiences. You're able to help people. 
and mm-hmm. and that because and that, that, the word medium Ultimate, means middle person. Yes, but ultimately she wants to connect with her dad, Michael. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, she, she she does. But but what my, my point is, I do sense that her job is she wants to touch people as well. She wants to make an impact in the world from the ba- from the basis of her experiences. That's I, and I feel that's come from her dad. I feel her dad. Um, now, strangely enough, I do sense her dad coming through. I'm I'm also getting the initial B. B, did you say? B, yeah. B. No. Yeah, yeah. I think it's linked to 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 your dad. And I think does he have a brother? He does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's linked in some way. The letter B. And who's Brian? Because Brian's on, and oh, actually D as well. I'm getting the letter D. Letter D. D. No. Yeah. So so that would be linked in some way to. Because sometimes when I give these initials or the the names, sometimes people don't can't always understand the significance. I did a reading two nights ago, and I said to the lady, the number three is very significant. She wasn't able to understand it. As it turns out, the number three was the the, the date of it was the third of February. It was the date that her hus- husband had died. What did you so, What yeah. did you want to say to your dad, Sinead? I don't know. I just hope that like he's at peace, really. Like you know. Yeah. Would you understand the butterfly connection, Sinead? Yeah. Is yeah, the way sometimes people, sometimes people connect. Sometimes people connect with robins. You know, that's you know, if we're going to use yeah. vagueness here, a lot of mediums would use robins. For me, I think you would associate butterflies with your dad in some way. Yeah. 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 And do you connect um, butterflies with your father? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my mum told me that at my dad's funeral, a butterfly landed on his coffin. My sister has wow. tattoos on the back of butterflies. That's freaky. Yeah. And, wow. and the letter B, do you remember I was saying, Neil, about the initial B? I yeah. think that's where I was getting butterfly. Butterfly. A butterfly but landed on his coffin, you're telling me. Yeah, it is. And he bring, Michael, Michael Henry brings up butterflies in his conversation with you about your late dad. Yeah, I, ho- yeah. I, you know, I wish I had more time, uh, Sinead. I really do. Perhaps no, you- absolutely. That was lovely. Thank you so much. Yeah, okay. Mind You're yourself. Sinead, 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 can, I give you, can I give you two tickets to my show in Cork? I'd love to meet you just before the event. We'll, we'll have a cup of tea and, and see if I can bring more, uh, more true of your, of your father. Yeah, that'd be lovely. Thank it you It so is much. lovely. Thank you for that, Michael. Definitely Thanks, Sinead. Yeah. Thank Mind you yourself. Know. Look forward to the show. Hold on, Michael. Back after the break. Text 0868104106. The Neil Prendeville Show on Cork's Red FM. Our phone lines remain open after midday. 0818104106. Chatting with the psychic medium, Michael Henry, who will be in Cork soon. I'll tell you more about tickets and where he will be and give the tickets away just before midday. But I want to chat with uh, Vicky. Vicky, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for holding on. Did you want to have a word with Michael? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. You have the floor. Hi, Michael. Yeah. Hi, hi, Vicky. How are you? All good, all good. Vicky, you have That's a lovely good. energy about yourself. Different. Uh, everyone's different, and your energy is more upbeat. Um, so um, let me just hear your right. voice a wee bit more. You might have an upbeat um, personality, perhaps, Vicky. But you oh, are, I do. Yeah. I do. But, it, but in spite of that, <laughs> yeah. that upbeat personality means that you love deeply right because you're a people person and and but but there are someone you want to know about is it yeah it's only one person i kind of really want to hear from 
Oh, okay. So that's a bit like what we talked about, Neil, earlier. Sometimes, now in fact, hopefully this won't happen, but sometimes when we have one person in our mind... Yeah, someone else comes through. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes yeah. that can, sometimes, so you've went to a lot of readers before, have you? I went to two, and only one of them I found very good. Okay, I got you. And this is the other thing, it is a bit like people, sometimes people just connect, you, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Okay, um, yeah, so so with regards, I mean, I would just talk a, a wee bit longer and see if we can build a connection. Um, yeah, no worries. Have you got a child? Have you got a child that is somehow not let you down, but some somehow like a child in a different country or a different county? No. 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 Okay. That's a good start, Neil, isn't it? Yeah, that can happen. I guess that can happen. <laughs> That's what I know of, anyway. <laughs> okay. So this is what this is what we do at the moment. So we're building the connection. All right. Um, right. Yeah. So I. Uh, so something about children, anyway, and I right. feel I don't know if it's that, I don't know if that was your job, but I do feel something about children. Um, were, do you know what? Were, no, were, I'm sorry not to interrupt you, but my friend is sitting here, and her son yeah. actually moved to Tipperary. I don't know oh, what you okay. like. Would that be coming through? And who's Jackie? Who's Jackie? Oh, that's my mum's stepsister. Is she alive? Okay. Yeah, she's alive. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Getting something about Jackie. There's been a bit of a health worry about Jackie. Right, I don't know about that now. Yeah. Yeah, she's a smoker. Would that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would yeah. be a health so, risk with I, everyone who's a smoker, so there's nothing to yeah. do with that. Yeah. <laughs> that's true, that's true. But I do feel sometimes this can happen, especially at shows where I'll do a reading for somebody and then other people will come through to give the message. So even though... and. Without going too much into it, I know I do feel there's a bit of an issue with Jackie and yourself right. or something, right? Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I can say it to her anyway. Give up yeah. the fags. Yeah, yeah, Cut yeah, down on the fags, Jackie. Yeah, well, I would even take it more than that. I would say, you know, go get it checked out about, the, about an x-ray or something about her. Yeah. Because um, there is something there. Um, with regards to your friend, I do sense there's a wedding coming up. A wedding? Mm, something about a wedding or somebody's been engaged. Definitely a child coming through as well. Like, I don't mean coming through spurt. I feel like there's a child on the way. That makes sense? Not that I know of anyway. Yeah. Ask Definitely. your friend. There's your friend beside. Let me, can, I, can, I, can, I, can you put your friend on the phone for a minute? Yeah, one second there now. Okay. Hello? Hello. How are you doing? Angelina, yeah. Yeah. Can I hear your voice, yeah? Um, are you you're a smoker yourself? Yeah, I smoke. Yeah, okay. Cause this phone calls all about smoking, isn't it? Mm. Now, I do feel... Have you got... Um, who's got four children? Um, I have four at home at the moment, but I have five altogether. Mm. Sorry, what's that again? Four at home, five altogether. <laughs> yeah, and okay. one passed yeah, so, away. So, so this all makes sense, because initially we spoke to your friend, and it was about your friend and me talking about uh, the son being in a different county or country. Um, so that's you. So this is about the four children, okay? Now, I do also feel, not that you should have... Uh, okay, so I feel... Do you understand about your father in spurt? Because I feel there's a male around you. Yeah, my father passed away, yeah. Yes, do you understand? Now, would you, would you understand... Who, did you lose somebody when you're 14? Because they keep getting the number 14 a lot. Um, no. And I feel, I feel in relation to your father, the anniversaries around now are just about to be. Yeah, um, he died on the 
Uh, I think it was 2014. This there you go. Remember, That's the 14, remember, the 14 no. connection. Yeah. Do you understand? Now, I also feel there's a sister that you're not talking to at the moment. Oh, Jesus, I won't even go there. <laughs> I have seven sisters. <laughs> you're talking to all of them. Sorry? I, I have seven sisters. sisters. Seven. You see, it's not a quin- I'm the seventh son. It's not a qu- things happen in coincidences, especially with me. And I do feel at the moment your father wants to acknowledge the difficulty about the house or also the, the, the not speaking to one of the sisters. Not, it's not your fault, but I do think yeah. there's a, a, a communication challenge. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there is. Is, is there an yeah. issue regarding a house and a particular sibling, is there? Well, the house is resolved, but the house was one of the main issues. Would that make sense? I have problems with my own house, yeah, at the moment, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who's Trevor, or the letter T? Tre- Trevor, my sister's married to a, a boy named Trevor. Yeah, yeah. No, I think the letter T connects to somebody in spirit, though, because I've got to be specific here, because Neil wants me to be specific. So, uh, Tom, who's Tom? And there's a military connection to your, to this, uh, there's a person coming through. There's a lot of people around you in spirit. Um, would, you, would you understand about losing three people in the one year? Um, I lost my daughter, um, my aunt, and my nephew. Yeah. In one year, three yeah. people. And oh I do feel God. that Tom, Tom, I do feel that Tom is very strong around you. Now, I do feel that yeah, um, my man's brother. your significant other, what's happened here? Because I do feel there's a disconnect between you and the person that you used to kiss. The person I used to who? Kiss. Kiss. Oh, we've, we've fallen out. <laughs> Problems. Right, well, I, won't go, I won't go into any of that. I, I, I really can't kind of dwell on the living out of respect for yeah. them and oh, their yeah, privacy. Yeah. No, I understand. But Neil, if anyone comes to my shows, I mean, my personality will come through because um, I'm a middle person. I'm the medium. So it's from spurt through me. So I'll but sort people, of... I know, I know, and, and listen, I'm, I'm amazed actually at the things that you can identify. But have, however, some would say or suggest that a lot of the yeah. time it could well be deemed as taking money or advantage of vulnerable grieving people. You know what I'm saying? Not my words, yeah, but the words of a text that's un- there. That's undertakers. Have you ever heard of the, you heard of the price of coffins? That's <laughs> undertakers that are, that are preying on the vulnerable. Yeah, um, yeah I, know. <laughs> I, know. I know. Hang on, hang on, there, hang on there. Hang on there. Francis. Hello. You've had an awful I, lot of tragedy in your life. Yeah, and I only wanted to know if uh, Michael is it? Yeah, that's Michael right. Yes, I think actually there's a anything? there's a Michael in. Sorry. I was wondering what, what? if Michael could tell me anything about any of them. Yes, I think the letter M connects to you in spirit. M. Yes. Um. And do you have a Michael here in your family? No. No. I think you do. I think the M. Oh, co- um, yeah, my brother's name is Michael John, but we call him Sean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I do feel that your dad is, is in spirit. Do you understand? My dad? Yes. No, my dad's name was Ted. Yeah, but... Yeah, no, your dad's in spirit, though, yes? Would you understand about having two fathers? Yeah. Two? No, I don't have two fathers, if that's what... No, but I don't have two you, fathers, but I understand the meaning of... Like when you said, do I understand two fathers? Because Sean was 
is a lot older than me. And he kind of took on the role of father. Wow. Yeah. You know, yeah. I understand. You, you, you see? So this is, this is how, and I feel that both are in, uh, both in spirit now. Deshaun is very much alive. Yeah. Okay. So I feel that there's there's father in spirit and his brother. I feel that's where I'm, I'm being confused. No, I, and I don't mean to overly confuse it. There are four siblings in spirit. She lost four in tragic circumstances. Oh. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. It was a bit of a bad line there. So, so um, um, what, what is your first name again? Francis. Francis. Francis, okay. Francis, when, when you, because you said your name at the start, and somehow I don't think that's totally your real name. So you, is, that, is that like a different name on your birth certificate? Francis Christina is on my birth certificate. What's, what's, the, what's the significance about the name Francis? Did you not like it? Is it only recently hated that you started it. to like Always hated it. Okay, okay. Because that's why I thought when I started speaking to you, and I even think the listeners sensed this, there was a wee bit of a slight disconnect. And I think we've got to be true to ourselves. And I think if you have a name, which for a long time, you have the filter of not liking your name. But like Sinead at the start of the, this phone call, where Sinead lost her dad through tragic circumstances 30 years ago, that has shaped her life. And I think you've never been you for so long. You've been somebody else. Would that make sense to you? Do you ever feel like you've been in a different person's body for a long time? Um, yeah, sort of with all the debts, you know, trying to carry on. Yeah, yeah. Sean is in spurt. Who's Sean Francis? Who is Sean to you? That's the brother that I I mentioned. He's alive. But he was yesterday. I have a Sean in spurt coming through. Oh, I had a cousin, but I mean, I wouldn't be close to him. Did he pass through a hanging? I'm seeing hanging. Jesus, no. No. Because I feel like there's a Sean coming through. There's a hanging, okay? Now, I feel Wait like a second. Are you, are you saying that one of the... Well, one my of the, brother what? was murdered, right? And, like, there was an awful lot of violent things done, done but his name wasn't Sean he yeah. could have been hanged I don't Francis, know I feel, I feel I've got Sean not of, not of the four that you want to connect with I think Sean was a neighbour of yours two doors down and I think he passed through a hanging and I think also your job have you just changed job are you not working at the moment I'm not working at the moment okay because I feel like the job that you did before no, sorry, two jobs before you loved. You loved that job. Um, yeah. I think it got you I think it got you out with people. And I think yeah. it was it like helping people. Was it like a some sort of yeah. nurse or church? It was, yeah. Yeah. Except, so except it can't be an easy thing to manifest the spirit of any one of her four brothers and sisters who have died, some of them well, quite no, tragically. No, I'm, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. Um but sometimes you just gotta got to talk to them and let them relax and see also if the spirit energy yeah and I am kind of afraid (laughs) but yeah yeah what's the thing about your belly button Francis Jesus I hope there's nothing about it something about your belly button would you understand I mean this is a good example I just give what spirit are telling me so there's something about a belly button so like I mean the only thing I can presume was were you meant to be a twin no, but what, um, my brother who was murdered, he was a twin. 
Oh, okay. Because for me, that would always be a sign about about twins, you know, because the umbilical cord. Okay, so right. I do feel if we're starting to connect, I'm starting to connect with him. Okay, now I yeah, do but feel his twin died at birth, are very very young before I was even born. Okay, and with regards to the murder, I do feel that three people were involved. Would you understand that? No. There was one fellow yeah. and he right. was charged okay. with the murder. Okay. Yes, but there were three people involved or should have been, two other people should have been charged with this. Do you understand? And I do feel, because you're very intuitive, because you had a very strange dream last night. Um, like, you I, don't always remember your dream. I never do. No. I'm a demon. I, can't, I don't think I dream at all. I don't. Francis. <laughs> I'm never, no, I remember the night before. I had a very strange dream, all right, but not last night. Okay, well, yeah, but you're definitely getting the strange dreams, and you're waking up around half three every night. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And that's because spirit energies want you to remember your dreams. That's why they're waking you up, all right? So uh, you, you right, definitely well, have a strange dream last night. You have to tell them that I have to go back to sleep. Yeah, and off. who's the window... Oh, my God, why am I saying this? Who's the window cleaner? Why am I seeing a ladder on a wall? I just got them done recently. No, 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 I don't think that's it. Uh, you see, other mediums might say that. I, I wouldn't take that. That's a bit vague. I do feel they're, they're oh, one of the dreams. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah what? Yeah, there was a family member that used to do that type of work, that where a window would be up against, uh, sorry, where a ladder would be up against a wall. Yes, but not a burglar. <laughs> oh, no, I do no, feel. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. I'm only joking with you. Here, when are you going to Amsterdam? I'm not. I'm definitely not. You wouldn't get okay. me on a plane now for <laughs> okay. all the well, money. Well, I am being. To I'm seeing Amsterdam, so like there must be somebody in the family flying off soon. Maybe I not that I know of, but they could yes. be. And who's who's Maeve? Because you're saying maybe, and that name sort of. I feel like there's a Maeve. Maeve. Yeah. There Still is here. my sister-in-law, Maeve, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe Maeve is going to Amsterdam because I, I feel like I'm getting a Maeve linked to Amsterdam. But it would right. be lovely so if, if she was in a situation, if she wanted to try and connect with one of her loved yeah. ones. No, I mean, clearly I, on I, a phone is not easy, I guess. Yeah. Francis, have you a, have you a sister in spurt? Alive. No, in spurt. Yeah, three. Three sisters. Okay, I feel one you were very close to. I, I would almost say you look alike. Do you understand? And I yeah, feel there's a chance well, of connection. Yeah, yeah chance of connection. I was extremely um, close to one of them, yeah. Yeah. You were there at the end. You, you just made it. You were able to say goodbye. Was that correct? Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. You were the left side of the bed. She was very, very sick, Yeah. Yeah. Was it your, is your birth? Because I feel like she's telling me about she, your birthday. So is it your birthday recently? December. Mm-hmm. And I feel that she passed either just slightly before your birthday or just slightly after. No, she died in August. Yeah. Yeah, I'm de definitely getting something about your birthday and oh, her. It, it could be that um, we celebrated my first birthday and... Oh, just a four was a, girls. And that was the last happy memory you've had together. Yeah, it was okay. absolutely hilarious. 
That's we what it is. And you were just, you've got pictures. Room. You've got pictures. I think they're actually on your table at the moment. You've got pictures of this wall. event. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. Okay, Francis, I have to say, um, look, I'd love to give you, um, you know, stay on the line and we'll yeah. get you tickets yeah. for, for the event. Pick up the, the conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Thanks, oh, Francis. Lovely. Thank you. Uh, stay on the line. Francis, we'll get just one last question. Francis, have you yeah. got a headache at the moment? No. Okay, because I feel like somebody has spurred saying about your headaches. So you must be getting a lot of headaches. No. I never get headaches, actually, to be okay. honest. Neil, is that very, you very then? Seldom, maybe somebody's once telling me. A year. Neil, you must be. Is it yourself with the headaches, Neil? I got a headache last week at a particularly stressful program. I came off the air with a headache, but nothing to <laughs> okay. see there. Okay. But okay. Well, something about headaches. Me. I um, never get now, headaches. I, I, as a medium, I'm never wrong. I mean, any, any psychic medium, you're never wrong. You just sometimes a misinterpretation. So that headache means something. I'm just not sure what it is. Yeah. But I think actually, for Francis, for you, the headache is a legal worry. You're worried about something and I think it's linked to a house. House? House. 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 Oh, right. I don't have a headache, but there was a house issue came up for Yeah, me you're worried about this. Because you, you're, yeah, you're a bit of a worrier and I feel like your sister and spirit will want you to not worry. Could not I worry. could I just get very very quickly Debbie on and organise yeah. tickets for Francis oh, yeah. if, if if you don't mind, yeah. Debbie? Yeah, no problem. Yes. No, I just wanted to get you quickly on the air because I've only got about two minutes. Because you say I am in so much pain at the minute, and would like to know will it ever end? Yes. I was attracted to that text. Talk to Michael. Okay. Hi, Michael. How are you? All good, all good. I think it's related to your... I don't think your job's making it easy for you with your pain. No. Something about, something about what you do is, make, is, is making it worse. Um, so in relation to your pain, I, um, I, think there's, I think it's pretty much all through your body. Would that make sense? And I feel it starts um, in your head. Yeah. Do you understand? And we were talking yeah. about headaches a minute ago, so you must also be prone to headaches. Yeah. Do you understand? Is the headaches the main pain? No. Okay. But, because we just spoke to a caller just beforehand that was talking about headaches. She couldn't understand it, but you would understand about the headaches. Yeah. So pain, physical okay. pain, is that what you're describing? Physical yeah. pain, And yeah. I think it's more, I think it's back. I think it's like your shoulder. No. Yeah, because, well, you've got a pain in your shoulder at the moment. No, I, well, not a, a pain in my shoulder, but it does kick a lot. Yeah, well, it kept you awake last night, I've been told. No. Who would tell you these things? Well, that's a good question. I mean, at the moment, it's just dropping into my head, but I, as we talk, I should be able to get to the bottom of it. Do you know what I mean? Um, now, we talked a lot about twins earlier, but uh, mm-hmm. who's adopted? Uh, who is adopted? No, no one. Because I've been told about an adoption or about fostering. So somebody in your family must be talking about fostering a child. Um, but in I relation would love to your to foster pain, a child. Do what? I would love to do fostering. That's something you've thought about? Yeah. Yeah, you see, and, and the listeners, even the sceptics, you've got to admit, that's not something everyone's thinking about. I mean, if there's two people yeah. in the car listening to this radio show, they should ask each other, were you thinking about fostering? Because it's not something people are generally thinking about. But spirit energies yeah. are acknowledging that you should. That's your message. Forget about the pain. Okay. 
you you should go and foster a child. There's somebody in your life that's not that keen, but you are keen. Would that understand? Mm, yeah, possibly. That sounds like a yes. You know, they're they're non-committal, which is as good as saying I'm not really that keen. Yeah, yeah, Whereas you're yeah. you're 100 percent and you're 100 percent invested. With regards to pain, I do feel it's pretty much all through your body, but I do feel it's it's linked in some way. It's almost like. Um, the legs, the lower part, and that belly button area that we talked about earlier to somebody? No, I am a twin, though. Yeah, that's what I said, yeah. That's, I, I knew we were going to get the twin, because kept, we kept talking about the, the twin. So, yeah. it, interesting. I'm, so, I'm, when, I'm, so, I'm, yeah, I'll tell you what, yeah. I'm, I'm actually out of time. As, as amazing as it is, and as difficult as it is to do these things by phone line, I'm happy to come back again uh, on Monday morning if that suits you, Michael. Uh, but I do, I do I need to. to. St- okay, I do need to stop yeah. for now. Uh, and I just t- thank you for taking the call. I'm going to give away some tickets now for some of the shows yeah. now and some more on Monday. And I give out those details. Yeah. But right now, I need to clip along. So I'll chat with you Monday and also organize tickets for Debbie and for Francis and for Vicky. We'll open the phone lines for a few pairs of tickets. These so- shows will sell out um, at the Cork International Hotel on the sixth of April and the Charleville Park Hotel on the 20th of April. You can purchase them directly online at michaelhenry.tv. So more on that on uh, Monday's programme. I am way over time. There's always a shortage of time, but I want to pick a free food Friday winner for this week, courtesy of ourselves and Roosters, Perry, Perry, Douglas and Blackpool Retail Park. And we should have the porters from the South Infirmary standing by, um, particularly Brendan. Brendan! Hello, hello, Neil. How I are had, you, my I man? How are you? Very, very good, Neil. I had a posse, but the posse, we were so busy, we all dispersed around the place again because we were waiting. I'm sorry about that. It's just not it's good like rent, enough. It's like rent a crowd. <laughs> it's just not good enough. You say at one stage it was about 30. How many is there with you now? I know. Oh, goodness. Well, we're all over. We're all over the hospital doing different jobs and stuff like that. So we are, we're not... Uh, we're not able to kind of hang around, you know, because we're oh, so busy. Oh, I'm terribly sorry. You've got busy jobs. <laughs> I accept that. You've got people to look after. That, I, I, did, I did gather a crowd, but they were All heading right. off to collect patients okay, and do, so, do different so jobs. I, I you know, should give, I okay, so I should give you the food without the shout-out, is it? <laughs> well, I can shout for the whole place if you want me to. <laughs> Go on, try something anyway. <laughs> hey, hey, multiplied by 30. <laughs> All right, there's that. That's a bit better. There's food on the way. You guys enjoy it. All the porters at the Lovely South Infirmary. Thank you so much. Thank Take you care so much. Pal. Cheers. Lovely, thank I'm way you. over time, guys. We'll pick up on the conversations. Do get in touch. Text 0868 If Michael's in a position to talk on Monday, we will come back to it for sure, and I think he is. For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts.